4: Get ready to be entertained, yet learn some incredible information. This is Everything Home, and this is Michelle Swinnick.
0: It's noon in Merrick, Corruption County, Arizona, and time for your weekly trifecta, Nooner, with Michelle on the Everything Home Talk Radio Show. <laughs> We're your censorship-free safe space sanctuary speakeasy for
5: patriots.
0: Our TGIF live studio audience is ready to take action and are very excited for all of the live events over the next couple days right here in Anarchy, Arizona. Today at 6.30 p.m. in Mesa, it's the America First rally with our favorite congresswoman, the notorious MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gaetz, and a few other familiar faces. She called into the show on Wednesday, episode 213, in case you missed it. We love her Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Glendale is the revival, revolution, safe, freedom, and the fight with many people you know, like our platinum partner, Ann Vandersteel, host of The Steel Truth. She was on episode 210, if you missed that one. And Patrick Byrne will be there, George Papadopoulos, and a lot of other patriots. Tuesday the 25th at 6 p.m. is freedom Works America's Comeback Tour 2021 with Nigel Farage, Reverend C.L. Bryant, and Carrie Lake. Tickets for all of these events are free, and everything is listed on our live events page at the Take Action tab on everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Put on your common sense caps, people. Take out your pen and paper. It's Make It Happen May. Today's topic's on episode 214, Commercial Real Estate Automate Your Business, Multifamily Investing or Racism. Faith and God and special guest, Dr. Pam Popper, delivered by our partners at the Everything Home, socially conscious referral network and Marketplace. They're good people doing good business and good things. Pam Goodwin, commercial real estate made easy and affordable. Brandon McCauley, helping business owners automate like a pro. Joshua Ferrari, financial education and success for investors through passive multifamily investments. Dan Perkins, host of the popular news show, Black and White, a place for honest and respectful talk. And Pastor Greg Young, PG's back in the house, host of Chosen Generation Radio, where no topic is off limits and everything is filtered through biblical glasses. And our special guest for Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox at 1 p.m., Dr. Pam Popper. She's the co-author of the new explosive book, COVID Operation, What Happened, Why It Happened, and What's Next. It's also the founder of Make Americans Free Again, and Wellness Forum helps. So be sure to stick around for the second hour of the show. Facts, truth, take action, items, resources, and, of course, some entertainment. Visit EverythingHomeResourcePlatform.com for more information on today's guests, their shows, their websites, and everything you need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities. Bookmark it. Make it your new homepage. Start your day with EverythingHomeResourcePlatform.com. Yeah. We're your censorship-free safe space sanctuary speak easy for patriots. Breaking news. Number one, the Department of Homeland Security closes two illegal alien detention centers due to allegations of abusive conduct. They were performing radical hysterectomies. Yeah. I, I, I can't make this stuff up. Number two, in Tennessee, the White House is secretly flying illegal alien children into the state during the middle of the night. And number three, Anarchy, Arizona's Secretary of State Soros-backed Katie Hitler-Hobbs says that her office will not recertify election equipment that was handed over to the audit and advises Maricopa Corruption County to purchase new equipment. They just love to waste your hard-earned taxpayer money. You know the real solution there, Katie? Don't buy new ones. Go back to the basics and use some paper ballots. No more machines. Today's Top of Sun, Episode 214, Commercial Real Estate Automate Your Business, Multifamily Investing, Racism, Faith and God, and Special Guest, Dr. Pam Popper. It is May 21st, Day 431 of 15 Days to Slow the Spread. Yes, that's correct. It's Day 431 of 15 Days to Slow the Spread. It's time to rip off your dirty mask. They didn't work They actually make you sick, people, and are a symbolism of control and tyranny. Reclaim your freedoms, go back to normal, take action, to stand up to Nazi regimes, stop acting like we, the sheeple, and reopen America 100%. Year. Censorship-free safe space, as easy for patriots. Now it's time to meet the partners of everything. Home, socially conscious referral network. Today's topics on episode 214: commercial real estate, automate your business, multifamily investing, racism, faith, and God. And special guest, Dr. Pam Popper. First up is Miss Pam Goodwin. She's an author, speaker, coach, and owner of Goodwin Commercial Properties in Dallas, Texas. We love the big state of Texas. Nothing is small in that state. Audience, big round of applause for Miss Pam Goodwin. <laughs>
3: Pam, how are you today? It's fabulous. We are making it happen here in Texas and we are not going to take it anymore. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. I love
0: it. You guys are in fuego there. I mean, you ripped up those dirty masks a long time ago. Your governor's stuck up for you and you are rocking and rolling. I think it's almost since like late summer and it just really kicked into gear. You must be a busy little bee selling all this commercial real estate.
3: Oh, I mean, we are just booming. And now, yeah, thank goodness for our governor Abbott and he's allowed restaurants to be able to, you know, deliver alcohol drinks to you, how they were doing pandemic. He put that into law and here at commercial real estate. Yeah. He just recently did that. And so that's really, really helping the restaurants get back reopened because they've had a tough time here in the last, you know, year plus. Well, you know, that's what the, the innovation and the creativity uh, of
0: the leaders. Well, you have a leader. Most of these other states have people in leadership positions, but you actually have somebody who is a leader, and that's what's going to make or break it. And you can just, you know, just take a, take a look at the landscape, everybody, and you We don't need to reiterate that. It's pretty much common sense at this point. But today, I I I wanted to to share one
3: thing with your listeners. I thought it was interesting. La La Madeline, if you're familiar with that restaurant, they're actually based here in Dallas, and they're going to be testing out 10 locations going inside Walmarts, La Madeline, and that's going to be happening in July, so... It's as you mentioned, innovation that's what us business owners need to do, and so it's exciting to see how you know if you're a business owner, you know check out collaborating with another business and you know we can all help each other and get through this and make business boom again for the whole united states no that's a great point, and that's right in your wheelhouse you're talking about the uh,
0: commercial collaboration, but especially when you're you're dealing with that that kind of retail sector. And that's where you had most of your, uh, most of your expertise is doing, doing that particular niche, right?
3: Right. We've always specialized after I worked for Brinker, developing more than 50 chilies from the ground up. Goodwin commercial, we specialize in single tenant net lease assets. And that's still a booming sector here, as you know, if you have a drive through that's a hot commodity for any restaurant and other sectors are now putting in drive throughs in their locations. I even saw a recent one Texas Roadhouse, which is a typical sit down restaurant they've added a drive through so you know it's interesting <laughs> things are things are happening here we i you know I think people expected after the pandemic that it would be a buyer's market and you know, we specialize in commercial. It is definitely a seller's market. So if you are in the market to sell something, now is the time. I have a couple of properties under contract now, never seen the cap rates this low. And it's amazing what happened. I just, but yeah, I just made an offer on a property that, um, you know, just closed up and I made my offer and the other agent came back, said, you're going to have to bump it up and it ended up being a hundred thousand dollars over market. I've been in commercial real estate 30 years. I've never seen that happen where this pro, you know, where I had to bid a hundred thousand extra higher that happens in residential but not in commercial. So crazy out there. So if you own something now is the time to sell. Is it because there's a lot of money sitting on the sidelines
0: and they just want to get into the game? Or what? What? What is the? Uh, I mean, it's I mean, obviously a lot of stuff is supply and demand too. But if business, or maybe maybe as many
3: businesses aren't going out of business, is what we were thinking. Yeah, they're yeah, they're it's everything you just said. But it's it's part of the reason is the that they're buying right now is that they know that construction costs have gone up so high. That's one thing. But the thing that another thing that's the factor is interest rates are so low. That if you're a business owner and you want to go buy something, go talk to your bank. It's amazing the offers that they're giving. I talked to my SBA lender yesterday. She's helping a client of mine buy a building. They're offering, they're waiving fees. They have lower down payments, a quicker process. So I'm always saying reach out to your local SBA. A lot of them were giving the PPP funds. Build that relationship for an SBA loan, conventional loan. But, you know, go talk to a lender if you have any interest in buying commercial real estate. I always say everything's for sale. It's just a matter of time. But, you know, now is the time that I don't want to, since I just said it's a seller's market. But if you're looking, you may want to buy also before a lot of the stuff and construction costs are really elevating, the, you know, to build out these days. It will never, I don't see it ever coming back low yeah based
0: on what's going on with uh legislation and who's in there those costs are going to just keep going up astronomically so um you know, everyone's just got to kind of weigh the pros and cons of uh, of the borrowing of the money. But if it if it kind of sounds like they're just throwing it around a little, it sounds very familiar. I don't want to I don't want to name a certain year, Pam, but we'll just uh, we'll skip over that. <laughs>
3: yeah. oh, if, you're, uh, uh, if you're looking, don't excite. do my if I had a crystal ball, I'm not predicting anything to go down. So if you're sitting on the sideline waiting for it to be a buyer's market. I don't see that happening anytime near soon. It's going up and up and up.
0: Yeah. I mean, just
3: the construction loans or the construction costs alone
0: makes it, uh, you know, get in now because everything is just going to be get to get to be more expensive, just because that's just, you know, that's common sense, if anything.
5: Um, yeah. I anything, I
3: a quick thing. I looked at, yeah, a condo and just a year and a half ago, you know, I looked at it and I asked him the price. He said, it's 700,000. I said, last year I looked at it, it was 500. He said, yep, going up. <laughs> you know, so don't, you know, anyways, it's a crazy market, but thank you for having me on your show. I know you have some fabulous guests we could forever. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you another
0: minute or two. because um, I, I know you want to mention maybe, because I know you've got a show. I want you to promote that. And if you have any events, events coming up, um, but real quick, what would you say if? uh, Uh, what would be the ideal niche for somebody to get into that you would think based on where things are going, you know, not, not necessarily the cost of everything right now, but I mean, what would you think would be the category for the type of commercial building?
3: A lot of it still is your office space. I'm helping a couple investors now looking at just a small office building. You can, you know, here in Texas, you can buy one starting at $300,000 down. You can use your 401k to put down. If you got an SBA loan, you know, 10% is all you need on that building, 30000 and looking to do that, if you don't want to own or occupy it, you could just buy a $300,000 condo and lease it out to someone. And hmm. my husband and I have one of those, and we get, you know, I think it's like $1,400 a month cash flow. Oh, that's a good you go. way to get started in the market, looking at those condos, medical is really booming these days. They're opening up everywhere. They're building condos everywhere here. So you have the opportunity at a lower price to get in. They're already built out. You can acquire it, lease it out at a good rate and have cash flow. It's a great way to get into commercial real estate or the single tenant net lease deals, which you can, you know, have a Starbucks or a McDonald's or a brand that you like, and all you do is own the real estate. They pay the rent, the common area, maintenance taxes and everything. And you collect the rent. A lot of people start off in the single tenant net lease and, or that's all they own. I have a client that owns hundreds of them. So, and they started with one, buying one and then yeah, getting the piques. next one using that as equity. And then the next one, and yes, now he's got a hundred excellent cash flow. I'm going to make it easy for the audience. Uh, if if
0: you've listened to this segment, I mean, you can't get more expertise than Pam Goodwin. So uh, rather than spending all your time doing research, just call her. Just go ahead. And get, I'm I'm making your life easier. Just contact her and call her. Give your
3: website, Pam. Um, um, give me your website, Pam. Uh, yeah, Let's make it Pam, easy. It's very woman. easy. PamGoodwin.com pamgoodwin.com send me an email at pam at pamgoodwin.com i do joint ventures all over the country besides texas so i'd love to team up with some of your listeners and help them get started in investing in commercial real estate all takes one and then you can
0: have, you can have hundreds <laughs> pam's doing it for well, lot. you have have lots lots of people
3: yeah, And take the risk, take the chance. I mean, there's low risk if you know what you're doing, but you have to just take action. Everybody wants to invest in commercial real estate. Talk about it. Take classes, read books. Forget all that. Start buying. Take action. Yeah. Take action. The money, and the, pick- the money is the easy part. <laughs> you know, I
0: have that written, written on my on my wall. I have that written on my wall, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> That's Awesome. All right, thank you so much. You you try to get some rest uh, somewhere. Uh, slip that in there with all this busy activity. Thanks so much for coming on. Your content is just so so unbelievable. Everybody, give her a call, send her an email, and and uh, start investing as soon as you can. <laughs> Prices are only getting Thanks higher. Sam, thank you so much. Talk to you next month. Bye. Oh, such a smart lady. Remember, uh, she we was on uh, a m- month or two ago in. You know, the commercial real estate, old boys network, traditionally, she had busted through that. She's been in it for over 30 years and it's so successful, so smart. So I encourage you to uh, even tune into her show. Uh, if it's not listed on our must listen to page at the take action tab, I'm going to add it there this weekend. But she has some really great guests and gives tons of information. But um, she's just uh, she's really smart cookie, real smart cookie. In the arena, especially in the great state of Texas. All right, it's 1217. I'm going to bring on my next guest, but I just want to remind everybody, if you could please rate, review, and subscribe to the show, that would be awesome. We'd appreciate it. And uh, follow us on the social media, you know, the Facebook, the LinkedIn, the Twitter. Rumble is our favorite one, Rumble. I started posting on, I threw up a couple of the shows on YouTube, and they didn't censor me or take it down. So I'm not quite sure if their algorithms aren't picking up the entire show. Maybe they just pick up the beginning because every word that comes out of my mouth and our guests on the show are things that they don't like. So I'm going to post it on there too. And uh, of course, join our newsletter and all of this information, everything homeresourceplatform.com on the homepage, you'll see the big graphic for rate and review. You'll see all the, the buttons there to subscribe. And of course there's a big graphic for the links. You click on that, that'll get you to all of the social media links. And the newsletter also that is always at the bottom of every page, lower right-hand corner on your phone or on your web, on the website pages comes up at the very bottom. The show, the most recent show actually scroll scroll scrolls across the bottom of the screen. So it makes it easy to listen to the last show. Now there's a show player uh, with all the shows on the homepage too. So everything is there. And remember the ultimate resource platform. All right, let's bring on our new guest. Our new guest is a new partner to the platform. It's Mr. Brendan McCauley. He's the founder of HL mastery. He's helping business owners master go high level to automate their business like a pro audience. Big round of applause. Brendan, how are you?
6: I am fantastic, Michelle. Happy Friday. How are you?
0: I'm good. I, uh, I'm happy it's Friday, but it doesn't really mean that much because I work Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> so, it just means well, then, I have two days off, two days off of no show, which means I can actually get other work done. Other than that, it's still 12, 14 hour days. But uh, most people yeah. in this world are on the same pace um, at this point.
6: Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, with you, and I, and I appreciate the round of applause. That's uh, quite the audience.
0: They're very excited to automate today. That's why they uh, very, very excited. <laughs> And, and I kind of, I kind of gave you a great segue here and I'm saying, listen to the amount of hours that I'm working, right? Uh, there needs mm-hmm. to be some sort of automation because you, no human being can keep up that pace um, without some support and you, you'll go insane. And, uh, we've talked about it numerous times on the show. It's not healthy, right? It's, it's not healthy to keep up that pace. So you have some solutions in order to automate different levels of your business so that you can actually, you know, maybe uh, work 10 hours a day,
7: <laughs> a little something yeah. or like, oh, you know, hopefully. go to the
0: store, like, oh, I had time to <laughs> go to the store today. Yay. Mm-hmm.
6: Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I know we got a few minutes here. So yes, I'd love to share just a couple of golden nuggets that I think they'll
2: find uh,
6: extremely valuable, you know, good takeaways in order to be able to automate their business. And I think really segmenting even just from what Pam was talking about in terms of the real estate, Uh, And for what you were just talking about, uh, this makes for an excellent transition. So for those listening that said, hey, you know, I love what Pam's doing. Maybe I should get into this real estate game. Uh, Or maybe they, you know, Michelle, they love what you're doing. They say, hey, I want to start a podcast. At the end of the day, you know, when you start doing this, it really comes down to, okay, well, you know, you you start learning a little bit. Hey, let me start putting this into action. And eventually you get to a point where you've got maybe a bit of a cadence going. And then it's like, okay, well, ultimately with the business, like what, what are the goals? What do I want to achieve? Um, and generally for most business owners is, okay, I want to try and scale it. I want to try and grow it. I want to try and make more revenue from it. Um, and typically, Michelle, where we wind up finding people have challenges is that they're not organized, they haven't learned how to automate it, and then they really haven't learned how to keep themselves accountable to that process. Uh, so I, I think what you know, what people will find helpful is that just knowing that there are systems out there that allow all of these pieces really to come together. So prime example Before we got on this show, you had sent me an email that had all the specific details about the show, when to show up, uh, all the links, all the rest of that. Let me ask you a question. Did you sit there after I said, hey, I want to join the show and type this whole email and send it, or did you already have that pre-done and then sent out to me?
0: You're going to laugh. It's so stupid and old school. I cut and paste it from a Word document, and then I send it out. So um, that's okay. not really automated. I mean, at least the language is there, and mm-hmm. I just make a couple of changes. But it is not the way that I should be doing it. But, so I know that. I just haven't done the research to find these systems that I can pop that into the smart way. But, yes, it okay. is cutting and pasting and well, opening files. It, it, I do lose a lot of time. Yes, yes. That's why, that's why I was excited right. to have you on this segment because I'm a disaster when it comes to the automation <laughs> part. I literally do everything by hand, and it, it takes too much time. Yeah.
6: All right, so let me – all right, so we'll use this – I think this would be a great example for the next, like, three, four minutes. So yeah. you have this one option, and there's a lot of other podcasters that are probably in that same realm as you, right? So it's like, hey, you got people in there. You cut this. You take out that name. You put this name. You, you have to make all these physical changes. Give me a rough time frame. How long did it probably take you to create all that? <laughs>
0: uh each time i'm doing it it, let's just put it this way it is way too much time so it it is it is a lot of lost time that should be spent on something else because if i told you the number i it's embarrassing so let's just let's just say it's too
6: much yeah okay so it's it's too much time and and so here's the great news you're not alone there's probably a hundred thousand other people that are listening to this podcast they're like oh my god i'm doing the same thing but how do i do it better um, so that's essentially what my team and I help people to do. So, you know, we say, okay, what is the end goal of what you want to achieve? Where are the current hiccups in the bottlenecks now? Great. Let's take that. We're going to give you a system. We're going to provide that entire structure for you. So that way you don't have to worry about doing all this manual action because at the end of the day, like you want to be able to hop on a show. You want to have great calls, great connections, share massive value and get this out to the world in the shortest period of time possible, impact the most people, maybe even some, you know generate some revenue with it. But instead, your time is now being used to copy and paste from a Word doc to send out information about a show that you have to go and redo over and over and over. Um, so if you're a business owner listening to this, and you know, honestly, Michelle, for you, maybe what we can even consider showing you, like, you know, we can do it for you. And then, you know, you can share it with your audience, hey, guys, this is how this is how you do it. You know, maybe even turn that into a case study. And we say, here's the time you had before, this is the time you're taking now. Um, but just to kind of paint the picture, and this is how when I had started my podcast and we actually have a new podcast we're going to put out, imagine being able to saying, hey, guys, I have one page. If you're interested and you want to sign up for my show, go ahead and click that. They click on that. They go to read all your details on your one page it has a full-blown you know, Q&A, FAQs. They agree to all that. They pick the calendar time. On that calendar time, there's a whole series of questions, everything you want to know about them. Once they choose that calendar time, that calendar gets booked not only for you, also for them. It includes every question that they, uh, that they answered, so now both parties can see what's going on. And there's an automated email series that includes every detail about the show. It summarizes all their answers. Uh, and then there's a consistent reminders up until the time when that show is going to take place, all hands-free. So all you had to do was promote it, put it out there. They took the action, and then the system handled the rest. So that means there's no copy and pasting. There's no having to, you know, oh, my God, maybe I got their name wrong when I went, you know, blasted it out in an email. They take care of it. So just ultimately, and this is one very small piece of what's possible, but like literally something like that can save tens, if not hundreds of hours on a monthly basis and allow you to do what, you know, either A, you love or B is more important to help you grow your business.
0: Yeah, I'm not quite sure how to respond to that. Um <laughs> if you know the pain that I go through in order to, to just get the coordinating, I mean, I have the calendly link for the, uh, for the, you know, for the information and for the actual scheduling, which makes it easier because otherwise I wouldn't be able to talk to 70, 75 people a month to coordinate this is because there's too many guests. Right. It's, it's, it's mathematic. That's mathematically impossible. Um, but there's so many right. other parts that you just mentioned that can be automated that if that could happen, um, I don't I don't even know. uh, I don't even know what. uh, Thank you. It would not be sufficient to to uh, to describe how things would change because um, to just free up that time to to do things like that. So that's, are you like real quick? Cause I, I know we've got like, ugh, give me another minute just cause I, I've got the other guests in the queue right now. So um, sure, sure, sure. are you creating the system or is it something that you're just customizing or you're not? Uh, not no, it's,
6: it, no, no, it's already built out. Uh, it's just something I'm, you know, it's a huge passion of mine. So we'll help people get it all set up. Um, but I mean, it's just to kind part. of put a, yeah, we're all, it's, I'll, I'll put it this way. Have you ever been to Ikea? Yes. Okay. So it's kind of of like, it's like Ikea. So it's like, it's something that's absolutely beautiful. And if you have instructions and you know what you want to create, you have a gorgeous piece of furniture sitting in front of you. If you don't have the instructions, it can be a lot of like little tiny screws and nuts and bolts where it's like, okay, I know what's possible, but I'm not sure how to do it. So basically consider us like the instructions portion of Ikea furniture. uh, And when you put it together, it's absolutely beautiful. So right now I'm sure you have an entire list of people that you've talked to that you're going to talk to. With a system like this, not only can you automate a lot of that, but in terms of, you know, like the pipe, like a stage of where they stand, previous mm-hmm. guests, upcoming guests, guests to follow up with, that literally oh. I can show you how you can literally just move them one inch over and send full-blown follow-ups, emails, updates, hey guys, here's what's going on with the show, and automate oh, all that God. stuff. So it just, it'll make you way more efficient, way more effective. Um, and a lot of people just don't even know this stuff exists. So That's- it can be very, very powerful
0: you know you, you know when like something happens and you hear angels in the background like ah <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's what i've yeah. been hearing for the past yes. like six or seven minutes Ah, i mean if i had if you saw a video right now the smile on my face is so huge and i and i just want to look to just this is a perfect i'm glad that we just had this conversation because this is a perfect example of I would say you said like a hundred thousand no no there's a there there are millions of people that are having the same conversation in their heads of the issues that I've had and not to mention and what I said in the beginning before you even told me what you have I said the reason why I haven't done. Uh, I haven't put anything together is because I haven't had time to go look to see what's out there. So the reason why we keep having guests like this on the show, and this is something that I just keep reminding listeners is because if we're doing the heavy lifting to find the messages that matter from the people that literally you need to know about that can make your life easier. Then rather you having to do all that legwork yourself or to do the research to find all of these things. I just found, I just found them. Remember? Uh-huh.
5: Aha. The cherubs are flying around. <laughs> so it's just,
0: by the time, like literally, if this, if I would have had a conversation with him a month ago, look how much time I would have saved. Because I obviously got to pay him something, right? But I would have made that back or not lost that in all this lost time. So that's just another, mm-hmm. just let that sink in people. Let that sink in. Um, Brendan, give your website. I got to bump to the next guest, but whoa,
6: whoa. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the name is high level mastery. So it's hlmastery.com.
5: Well, Oh, that's simple.
0: Um, okay. Let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's chat this weekend. Let's chat this weekend a little bit more. I need to, I need to talk to you a little bit more. So I'm, I will, I will call you this weekend. Yeah. Are you working this weekend? Do you work on the weekend? Uh, no, you I'm probably don't work be, on the weekend because you automate everything.
6: <laughs> no, no, 100%. And uh, I know we're, we're definitely friends on Facebook now, so feel free to shoot me a message and we'll lock
8: something in.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I apologize if I'm in, interrupting, like, beach time or whatever you do in, in all this free time because you automate. But, um, not at you know, all. G- not at all. Give me 15 all. minutes. Happy to help. <laughs> give, me, yeah, give me 15. Give me 15. <laughs> Interrupt. Uh, put down the cocktail and pull the boat over to the side. And give me 15 minutes this weekend. and uh, I'll invite you on the
6: boat. We'll get a glass of wine. We'll do the whole thing. It'll be great. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. All right. Thank you so much for coming on HLMastery.com. Who knew, people? See, it's there. It's there. All right, my friend. I'll talk to you this weekend.
5: Right,
6: my pleasure. You got it. Bye. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Oh, I think we just had a light bulb life-changing moment. Life-changing moment, everybody. So, uh, yes, stay tuned. I will let you know how the conversation goes. We're definitely going to have that this weekend. All right, it's 1231. Oh, my goodness. I am way over, way over. All right, let me bring on my next guest. My next guest is a new partner. He's got a great last name, Joshua Ferrari. He's a multifamily real estate investor, syndicator, and founder of Ferrari Capital. makes you... Just makes you. Just makes you go. Hey, I gotta talk to this guy because if he can have Ferrari to capital, capital, he can maybe. You know, maybe he's getting a Ferrari with his capital. Their primary focus is the financial education and success of their investors through passive. Keyword passive, kind of like automate passive, multifamily investments. Audience, big round of applause. <laughs> Joshua, do you own a Ferrari?
8: I. I do not own a Ferrari, but it is a dream one day to own one.
0: Well, let's put it this way. You were smart enough not to buy a Ferrari. You bought multifamily properties, which was a much better return than investing in a Ferrari. So, see, you are much smarter than the average bear.
8: (laughs) You could say so. You could say that.
0: So let's talk multifamily. Uh, Well, let's do this real quick. Just briefly let people know what a syndicator is and then tell us a little bit about you and then just jump into how your whole process is a little bit more unique, maybe a little bit more personalized than some of these other investment companies that are out there.
8: Right. So syndication in its basic form is just the pooling of money together, From a group of individuals, typically in our instance, that's investors looking to get a return on a specific type of asset. So the asset that we buy obviously is multifamily. That could be apartment complexes. That could be mobile home parks. It's just typically residential uh, multifamily real estate. And so you pool the money together. And we as the active investor, or as what's called the general partner, the GP, we operate the deal we really do all of the work as far as underwriting it, having access to the deal itself, being able to acquire it, raise the money, do all these things. And then you as the, the passive investor or the limited partner, all you really have to do is vet uh, vet us as sponsors, make sure that we're people that you trust, make sure that the deal makes sense for you, look at look at the deal, look at your goals, see if all that kind of meshes well, then you would make that investment. And from that point on, you're... Utterly and completely passive. We communicate with you on what's going on. We actually asset manage the deal, operate it, make sure that the business plan gets executed on. Um, and in its basic form, that's what syndication is. So me, who I am, how I really like got into this business, I started investing in real estate as a whole about three and a half years ago. Didn't actually get into multi-family side of things until about two and a half years ago. When I got into multifamily, I was really excited. I was stoked. Like this is going to, this is amazing. Can't wait to dive deeper into this and really create that true financial independence, that true financial freedom that most people are looking for when they're looking to invest in real estate. And it ended up taking almost two years before we even bought our first deal. Um, couldn't believe it took that long. It was a very difficult barrier to entry, but we finally got in. We've since closed over 95. Uh, units we've got another 236 under contracts, another four to five hundred units with LOI out right now, and we're really trying to hit a thousand units this year. Um, with kind of the outlook being a hundred million dollars of assets under management. So that's really who who I am, and, and who my who the company, Ferrari Capital, is. Kind of where we're headed. Um, and so I guess to give tips and, and takeaways and. And and really dive deep into what it is that we do or, like you said, how I differentiate myself, you know, how the company is different than any other syndication. Um, I'd have to say that we really make it a point to educate and communicate. I think communication is one of the things that a lot of investors get upset with when it comes to the actual investment because they'll do the – You know, they'll underwrite the operator, they'll underwrite the deal, they'll make sure that it makes sense, they trust the the individual, and then the deal will close, and it'll come time to actually start managing this asset. You know, these deals are typically anywhere between 5, 10, 15-year holds. And so for the next five years, they're really counting on the syndicator or the operator to let them know what is happening with their investment, what is going on. You know, if a hurricane hit. Is it going to take you six months to communicate with me? Cause you're trying to get all your ducks in a row before you tell mm-hmm. me what the heck happened or <laughs> right. is the property being, is the property being managed? Well, yeah. So I think communication has always been something that's been very, I, I guess, the lack, lack thereof from, from a lot of different operators. And that that honestly is the number one thing I hear from past really? investors, and from investors it, that is it, like that's why what they're upset about.
0: And that's the easiest thing to do is to communicate yeah, can, with somebody who just gave you a bunch of money and uh, that uh, is relying on you to do what you said and do their job right. Cause that's, you know, you're not talking thousand bucks. <laughs> you're talking there's, you know, two, sometimes three digits in front of that uh, comma. Sometimes there's two commas. So um, for the fact that they that's the that is the. Let's just say complaint it's actually kind of sad it's um uh, you think you think people would be a little bit more respectful of somebody else's money, but you know what there's companies like you that are, so it makes you stand out from the competition there you go so I guess right. it's a good thing for you it's a good thing for you that yeah. that's the biggest problem because you've solved it and you just you know pick up the phone and say hey uh, things are good you know it, it doesn't take much but uh that's why companies uh, and that's a great that's something great overall not even just because you're doing it if people would just communicate with their clients and their customers or even their past customers look what what look what could possibly happen just give them a little extra attention or updates i think that is uh that speaks it speaks mountains, my friend. Communication. People want
8: right. that. Hey, even if it's like, hey, nothing really happened this month, we're kinda of still on track, but you know, that's all I got. You know, we're still on track. Things are still looking good. That's, that's all we've got. Nothing horrible happened. Even just saying that is it means the world to these to these investors are like, okay, they're keeping us up to date. They haven't missed a, a monthly communication or a weekly communication or a quarterly or whatever you decide, however you decide to communicate with them. But then also it goes it goes to when problems do arise or when investors are upset or when they have questions about the PPM and they're like, hey, when do we get quarterly distributions again or when, where can I find this X, Y, and Z information? And if you, you're able to get back to them in a timely manner, then that shows them that they're important to you, that they, that they matter to you, that they're someone who you're truly, uh, caring, caring for and, and looking after their money, you know, even if they're not the biggest investor, because most of them know they're not the biggest investor. You know, there's probably someone out there writing a larger check for the deal or, or what have you. But if you're treating every single investor as if they are your biggest investor, then it goes a long way, even just that level of communication could be the difference between them uh having kind of that sour taste in their mouth and that investment and not ever investing with you again, to you guys making millions of dollars together by continuing to do
7: deals for life. Hmm.
0: I think uh your message is going is resonating right now in most people's minds. Uh, they might want to step up their own little game when it comes to their, their own businesses. Um, And I, it's a great reminder, uh, you know, all money matters because it does even the little guy, because the little guy might become a big guy someday. And guess who he's going to want to call. He's going to want to call Joshua and say, Hey, remember when I was just a little guy? Well, guess what? Now I, um I'm a real big guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know guys, you never know. They're going to make an, they might get inherited. They might win the lottery. Next thing you know, it's billion dollar Bob when he was just uh, starting out with Joshua. And now look at, look, look, look what could happen. So all money matters, people. All money matters. Um, give your website and plug anything that you want to real quick, Josh.
7: Uh, real quick,
8: our website is FerrariCapital.com, F-E-R-R-A-R-I Capital.com. And you can check out all of our information on there. You can sign up to be on our investor list. You can sign up to be on our monthly newsletter. Uh, You can check out any past deals that we've done, see some referrals on there, check out our own podcasts. All the information's on there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, please join us next month. Just jump on the calendar and we can uh, dig a little deeper into the multifamily world. I'm sure people have some questions about uh, which specific real estate, and especially remember, Passive, we love. That word passive. So it's like it's it's like a hands-off show. Passive and automation today. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but yeah, communicate with your people. Everyone, learn learn from Joshua. Communicate with your people. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend.
8: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, I am running behind. Well, uh, it's 12:41, so I'm a few minutes behind, but I'm going to make up the ground. I'm going to save all of my stuff for after the uh, the, uh, Patriotic Soapbox section, so make sure you stick on around after Dr. Pam Popper comes on. So my next guest is Mr. Dan Perkins. Dan Perkins, he is an author, commentator, speaker, TV, radio personality, veteran. We love our veterans here on the platform. And he's host of America's Cannabis Conversation and the new show, Black and White, which is Wednesdays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the Global Enlightenment Radio Network our Platinum partner over there at Big D audience, Mr. Dan Perkins. Can you give him a big round of applause? How are you, Dan?
1: I'm excited to talk to you again. Uh, you were part of a historic week for us last week. And uh, I wanted to tell the audience, we did the first show uh, a week ago, Wednesday. And uh, we we got um, about 93,000 listeners on the on the first day, by Sunday evening, we had four hundred thousand downloads. Oh,
5: and that's we awesome. did
1: show. Yeah, well, what do you hear? What happened on Wednesday? <laughs> we did our second show, and on three the original live show plus two broadcasts on Wednesday, we went from ninety three thousand to one hundred and fifty three thousand this past Wednesday. Oh, my goodness. That is is amazing. That's a 50% increase over the previous week. I don't know that that's going to keep up, but it's clear based on the reaction that we're, we're in the right church and the right pew, and we're resonating with a lot of people. So I wanted to tell you about our show this coming Wednesday, which is going to be our first guest on the show. And the gentleman is an author by the name of Kenny Chu, and he's written the book, An An Inconvenient Minority, the story (laughs) about the treatment of American of Asian descent.
5: Hmm.
1: And we see every day some kind of attack with hammers or run over by cars or whatever, how uh, Asian Americans in the United States are being persecuted and uh, and it's it's again it's part of the overall racism theory. And we Daryl and I spoke with uh, Kenny this morning in a preview, and he's going to be a phenomenal guest. And he's he's really he's he's encouraging all minorities, black, browns, Asians, Reds, whatever you got to stand up for yourself because nobody else is going to do it and he's got an organization that he's started to to help asian americans stand up and and the principal reason principal reason why asians are discriminated against in the united states is because the left thinks they've taken up too many class seats in colleges of higher education especially the big ones, the Ivies, that there's too many Asians in these seats and it needs to be more for black and browns and, but they got to get rid of the Asians. And the Asians have a reputation of being uh, studious. They work hard at their studies. Uh, they don't have the same kind of lifestyle as a lot of other people. And they get into these colleges and universities because they've demonstrated an ability to do the work successfully, and they get in on their merits. And mm-hmm. this, this movement to take them out of colleges is, is because, not because of their merits, but because of who they are and their skin color. And it's 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 deplorable, but it's, it's typical of what we've been talking about, Daryl and I have been talking about on our own, but we're, now we're talking about on the show. And I think that what we're hearing is that it's resonating rapidly with lots and lots of people because they feel kind of the same way that people like Kenny Chu does and other people like Daryl and myself and you that that we have got a society that wants to penalize people who do not conform to what the mainstream media and the elite say you should conform to. And um, there's a, there's a revolt coming from the minorities, and the Asian people are in fact behind pushing for participation in this revolution to get
8: treated fairly
0: well most of the, the, uh, the racism and the crime and the brutality is the minority against the minority, you know so like you're 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 giving an example to there kind of they thought they were supposed to help each other and be on the same team if that's what you know the uh the messaging was at one point. But you know, it's interesting that you you uh give the analogy of how you know, the um the left is wanting to eliminate the Asians from the school systems, amongst other things. You know, it's it for years up until recently, it was the only minority group or any race category, right? Because everything has to be labeled. Everything has to be categorized. We have to, you know, put everybody in a box, which is not how it should be, but that's what they do. You know, I've, I've said for years. I said, you know what? They never say anything about Asians. Like no one ever talks about Asians, really. They they, they don't give statistics on them. You know, they just leave them alone. They're never thrown in. They're never doing a, you know a riot. They're never doing a protest. And I would always joke around. I said, well, because they're busy working. They're in school. They don't have time for any of this stuff. And I said, it's just a matter what? of it's just a matter of time before they're going to be kind of picked out because they were just kind of like the low hanging fruit. And over the past what, couple months, maybe six months, they become the target. And it's just, uh, it's just ridiculously so predictable. It's, it is, it is like the saddest playbook then. And I just hope that many, many Americans are realizing that this is just, just literally it's like a written down how to, and they just happen to be the next category that was due for, uh, for, for targeting. Let's leave it at that. Don't you agree, Dan?
1: Yeah, in fact, there was a story today of uh, Chelsea Gabbard, who ran for the Democratic nomination for president, didn't make it. And she was reacting to um, Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago's banning of white reporters from news conferences for as long as she's mayor. And Chelsea said today, this is an example of black racism against whites.
5: Mm -hmm. When
6: the mayor
1: mayor of Chicago – when the mayor of Chicago – says i'll only speak to persons of color black or brown and um and and she's got a lot of other issues than worry about whether there's a, a black or a white reporter but but it's a, an example of just what you were saying is that, that they'll turn on anybody at any time uh for their their particular agenda and they're starting to eat their own and mm-hmm. that's i guess maybe a good sign i don't know but But I'm concerned that uh, this critical race thing, which we focused on our first show, is still continuing. And the the idea that that, that we are – the white students in the classroom have to be taught that their parents are racist and they're white supremacists – just drives me up the wall and 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 as i said the way we've what we're hearing from people who are who who have listened to the show and sent us notes emails or phone calls are saying you know we need more people like you out there talking about the issues in the context of what is the reality and and we're, we're excited about what we're trying to do here uh we're still going through some some bumps and but we're we're getting better and we're improving the production and but but the content is exactly what we wanted to do when we started the program and this this Wednesday show with Kenny I think is going to blow the doors off and and we're already looking beyond of future shows what 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 areas do we need to bring to the attention you know what what was the one thing that came out about the critical race theory the incredible number of people in America who know nothing about it that's totally how sure. About it.
0: Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that's possible because people on, on the mainstream are talking about it all the time. There might be two incidences, but of course they make it seem like it's in the millions. So if you're watching that kind of stuff, you're seeing it all the time because it's just it's more propaganda. And then if you're listening to the alternative media, they're talking about it the way that you are having this conversation. So when somebody says I I don't know about this, I don't I'm not quite sure because you're getting it from two different directions. But obviously. Two completely different perspectives, one of theory and messaging and propaganda, one of actual facts, which is scary that people are saying that they don't know or they never heard of that.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's right. scarier than the fact that the the, <laughs> the propaganda is uh, trying to craft the message that, you know, everybody hates each other and uh, they're creating, you know, the, another fake enemy, another invisible enemy to divide we the people. Right. So, again, everybody, it's playbook. It literally is a playbook. You just... Insert a different person in a different uh, category, a different label. Otherwise, it's the same format. They've been doing it for years. They're just really good at it. And, the the
1: know, other the other piece uh, other piece of of, of bias uh, that came out uh, this week is that we we have we had a week ago Sunday Bernie Sanders a, a U.S. senator uh, calling the prime minister of Israel a racist. And we've hmm. got a, a, a bunch of people in the house. I think
0: Bernie's some Jewish, right? It. Isn't Bernie Jewish? So I just yes. want to make sure that he the audience Jewish. knows that, yes. that he is Jewish. Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure. He just is Jewish. Just want to make sure.
1: Right.
5: But, and the, but
0: and the I, prime minister Limbaugh, of Israel is also Jewish, right? Just, just confirming that.
1: Most, of the, most generally. but and yes, Okay. That, just making sure is.
0: everybody R- heard that.
1: Yes. Rush Limbaugh said years ago. That he, he his lots of people, his friends don't understand why Jewish people do not, so many of them don't support the state of Israel. And Rush said, "You got to understand that a, a a U.S. Jew, a liberal U.S. Jew, is a liberal first, a democratic second, and a Jewish person last." Isn't that crazy? So their own home state is is At the bottom of the totem pole, but the idea that that you know how can how can AOC and other people in Congress criticize the Israeli government for protecting themselves with three thousand missiles that come over from Hamas, and nobody nobody in the in the media is talking about what did what did they do wrong? What did Hamas and Palestine? It's all Israel's fault. It was Israel's fault because. They responded inappropriately. I did a commentary this week, which you can see on DanPerkinsGuru. The the, the idea that that Israel overreacted to three thousand rockets coming, four thousand now. I guess it was the number, four thousand rockets coming in, and it's Israel's fight, fault that the four thousand rockets came in. No, so it's another example of prejudice and bias. and and racism against the Jewish state uh, because they're not doing what the mainstream media and the elites in the United States, especially in the government, want them to do. And I saw the interview with uh, Benjamin uh, on Face the Nation, and uh, the reporter was uh, ignorant, embarrassing, rude, and condescending. He was trying to tell the prime minister of Israel how he should be acting, which was totally inappropriate. But that's what the news media is today. And they're, they're, they're trying to control the agenda and what we think in our minds. And if we don't think like they do, there will be hell to pay because of it. And, and, and we it have just... to stand up and say, no, we're not going to do that.
0: Yeah, and the fact that you've got many members in Congress, we talked about this uh, the other day on the show, that many members in Congress that are not supporting Israel, that they're actually supporting Hamas and uh, Iran, and we're giving them hundreds of millions of dollars to give them the money so that they can go ahead and fund all of this terrorism. And, and it's just, and they're very uh, adamant about it and very vocal. Um, you know, that anti-Semitism. And these are people that are in leadership positions, which is just, it's just scary. And American people need to stand up and, and, and not take it and not allow it to happen. And and just the fact that people are being that are quiet
1: about it, it just, uh, that's, that's scary. You're, ta- you're talking and about a government in, 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 jo- in Palestine, the Palestinian and Hamas leadership have said to the world on many occasions, they want to kill all the Jews.
0: No, so they want to wipe Israel off the planet Earth, which is even worse and more graphic. And obviously, you know, we can go into much detail about that, um, which is, you know, and they'll go up. Like, go give them three hundred million dollars, Joe. That makes sense. That makes a hell of a lot of sense. Right. And don't stick up for the don't stick up for the people. I mean, you know, anyone that's listened to a couple of interviews from people that are in Israel right now, like the mayor of Shiloh, he was the previous mayor of Shiloh. Uh, I believe it's Shiloh is the city, if I'm not pronouncing it correctly. He was saying people are like at work and all of a sudden, boom, they have to run into like a bomb shelter. <laughs> but they're just doing normal things. And, he goes, and that's what they have been living through until this mm-hmm. you know, temporary, you know, ceasefire. Cons- cons- but, you know, that's... Uh, Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And my guess <sighs> is that the, the, the Palestinians in Hamas will be the... Will be the ones to break the ceasefire, and and I have no doubt. Well, yeah, because they want to.
0: They, that's their vested interest,
1: <laughs> right? right? But they'll blame it. They'll blame it on Israel. So, uh, so the idea of, of of Kenny's book is to is to begin to try and help Asian people stand up for their rights and their their free speech which they believe is being prosecuted against them. Um, so he's, he's, uh, he's excited about being on our show. We're excited about having him. Um, we're going to share each other's websites so that people can follow him and other guests on the show, and we're going to put him on our website, and they're going to put us on their website. So we just struck a deal today of, of expanding the potential universe of people who can listen to our story.
0: Well, and that's what you have to do. You have to, you know, we're trying to bring together like minded people uh, on this Mm -hmm. platform so that they can know about your show. They can know about each other's shows. And then that's how we get the message out about what matters. You know, it's like your Uh show that is listed on our must listen to page and everyone can go find out easily just find them there black and white is listed there if you forget to go to the global enlightenment radio network to go check it out. That way we just, we hit them, we hit them all from each side. So that way people can, uh, I want to eliminate the excuse of, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to listen to. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't know where to go to find the information. No, literally, if you just start on our website, you will find all this. You will find this. You will find these people. You will find, you will find the shows from Dan Perkins and from, uh, Daryl Neely, like the black and white, plus all of the other guests, you know, just everything. com, take action tab, must listen to page. You will see them all there. So we're making it easier. So, um, yeah. So anyway, do um, you want to plug your website real quick, Dan? I know that we talked longer than we needed to, but uh, it kind of happens when you come on my
1: show. It, I'm sorry. I, I, it's all no, my it's fault. Okay. Sure. It's just, it, <laughs> no, it's okay. just,
0: it, but it's a good the conversation. Is, it's fine. It's fine. It's,
1: I appreciate it. And I appreciate the opportunity to talk to people about some of the real issues and that people are out there trying to do something about it. It's uh, blacks b l a c k s And And as uh, always, thank you so much for allowing me to be on your show
0: today. You're, you're always a pleasure. And oh, I just wanted to do a little plug for everybody real quick. A little plug when Dan and Daryl came on the show. Which was last uh, last Friday. It was episode two eleven. Right. We had uh, so two eleven. Everyone, go listen to two eleven. We had ninety seven thousand live listeners for that show, and I haven't checked the downloads. So uh, it was a uh, people want to hear you. People want to hear you, my friend. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, well,
1: I appreciate that.
0: Thank you for the thank great number. You, you are yes, you are. You are uh,
1: welcome.
0: You are good to go. So we'll talk to you. Next month, then I'll have you and Daryl back on. We'll do another special segment because it was, it was such a good conversation. And, again, people need to hear that. Need to hear that. Yes. All right. Thank you, More my friend. Than
1: once. More than one. More than one. Thank if you. It's
0: not, if it's not penetrating through, we'll just keep talking about it. We'll just keep boring it All up. Right. All right. Thank you, my friend. You have a good weekend.
1: Thank you. Take care, dear. Bye.
0: Oh, what a good guy! What a good guy! And again, you can tune in to their show, Black and White. It's listed on our must-listen page at the Take Action tab at everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. And let me bring on my next guest. It is time for Michelle's patriotic soapbox, and joining me today, riding shotgun, is a very special guest, Dr. Pam Popper. She's a co-author of the new explosive book, COVID Operation: What Happened, Why It Happened. And what's next and she's also the founder of make americans free again you can find their information on our must follow page because they are people that you needed to get involved with she's also the founder of wellness forum health audience big round of applause for dr. <laughs> pam popper <laughs> they love hi you there. dr. pam popper hi how are you <laughs>
7: thank you i'm great how are you
0: I am. uh, I'm awesome. And I'm so excited to talk to you. I've had you on my radar for quite some time. And I just said, you know what, this woman knows what she is talking about. She is smart. And she also took action to create an entire movement (laughs) where it has, it's more than just people getting together to support businesses. But you, it, it is, you're talking about legislation. You're talking about uh it's like real attorneys I mean it's like lawsuits but then you've got the facts and now I mean you hit it from every standpoint but I think I honestly think you were the first one to really put something together to take a stand and to fight back and then of course obviously there's some more other ones but you were the pioneer and then of course you said you know what I don't like to do things kind of Oh, I don't know, half arsed. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go full gusto on this, and I'm gonna put every category in there. So let's. Yeah. Uh, let's well, you uh, want some good news? I don't even know where to start.
7: Go ahead. Well, we filed another lawsuit uh, yesterday, and um, most people don't know about this yet, and it's unbelievable. Would you like to hear about it?
0: Yeah. Oh no. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
7: All right. Okay. Great. So. Um, Everybody is very concerned about these vaccines, and um, particularly, I mean, they're concerning for people of all ages, but I think that as the age range goes down, you know, they're talking about kids getting these vaccines now, and Mr. Fauci's very excited someday, soon we're going to be able to give them to infants, which just makes me, it, it makes me furious, you know. So yesterday we filed a lawsuit Against, I'll tell you who the um, defendants are, the Department of Health and Human Services, the Food and Drug Administration, the Centers for Disease Control, the National Institutes of Health, um, the DHHS Secretary, the DHHS Assistant Secretary for Preparedness Response, and the DHHS Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee. Just those, all right? What we asked for was a temporary <laughs> restraining order against any existing or further authorization for the use of these vaccines in children under under the age of 16 prior to the resolution of issues at our lawsuit, which will be of our lawsuit which will be filed uh, very shortly. And um, with the, some of the claims that we make include that the emergency use authorization should never have been granted and should be revoked immediately. That the injections are dangerous biological agents that can cause more harm than COVID-19. That numerous laws have been broken in the getting of the, the granting of the EUAs, and the qualifications haven't been met. We accuse Mr. Fauci of committing perjury in front of Congress. We accuse the media of colluding with the government to keep the truth away from the people. I could go on, but you get the idea. Eighty pages of this beautiful, beautiful information, accompanied by a lovely document that explains all of the drug money that flows to all of the people involved in making the decisions in government about vaccines. So that was yesterday morning, and we've got more planned, but that's just the latest, and I'm very excited. Very tired right now, but very excited.
0: Now, for something like this, is it, is it going to take years, or is at least by filing it, it the you're going to start seeing more media attention? You're going to start people talking about it? Um, you know, is there going to be something done, or it can be done quickly, so that they can't implement their evil agenda to start – <laughs> jabbing these kids with an experimental non-vaccine?
7: Well, they're jabbing the kids now, but um, with temporary restraining order, generally you get a hearing pretty soon. And a couple of things people ask me about related to some of the questions you're asking, and I'll answer those too. People say, "Well, why didn't you just go for the whole thing? How about the emergency use authorization for all humans?" And that's a better idea, actually. But when you, it's hard to get temporary restraining orders, and so one of the ways to increase the odds that it might rule in your, that a judge might rule in your favor, is to narrow the focus. And um, because, and we had a very um, good argument uh, in the complaint, the death rates that Statistically, is zero percent for uh, children under the age of 16, which means that they have absolutely no risk from COVID-19. Which means that there are any risk, any risk that, that is being taken to give the kids these uh, vaccines, if you want to call them that, is simply uh, unjustifiable. So, for those reasons, we went for a narrow um, uh, age range. Um, what happens when you do something like this is the mainstream media at this moment is ignoring it. But we can talk about. I think that they're on the verge of having to pay attention to stories like this because they're dying. I mean, CNN's audience is off by half. MSNBC, they're not going to be able to stay in business at their current viewership, so the best way to juice it up is sensational stories, and we're starting to be the sensational story. So we'll see what happens, but the alternative media, um, the, the, the real news that people listen to, like mm-hmm. this show, right, and there are a lot of people who listen to the alternative news, um, they're, they've picked up on it. I know our attorney, our chief attorney, Tom Renz, is doing interviews all day today and over the weekend, and, um, and so you get this information out in the court of public opinion, you know, when people read this complaint online and that sort of thing. So how long it will take for lawsuits to work their way through the courts. I, I tell people all the time, filing lawsuits is like watching paint dry, you know, but the <laughs> courts are the last functioning branch of our government. I mean, God knows the governors have gone to the dark side and the legislatures are largely largely useless. So the courts are the place to go, and part of our strategy is just to file So many lawsuits, and all of them really go at the same thing, um, coming from different angles. And you only need really one good judge out there to to rule in your favor on something, you know, and you're on your way. I mean, I don't need to depose Fauci 50 times. One time would just be fine, you know. So, So anyway, we're pretty proud of what we've done so far, and this is a fabulous piece of work. I mean, I sat down finally to just read the whole document in its entirety, and it just made me smile because... All of the bad actors are in there. We even mentioned the Gates Foundation and, uh, oh, and some of the actors like that. So it's going to be interesting for sure. We will definitely be in court soon on this because we asked for a TRO,
0: which is great. So the people that are that are wanting to see something immediate, you know, of course, uh, you know, Americans. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, as I mentioned earlier on the show, we're on day four hundred and what did I say the day was 431 of 15 days to slow the spread. But yet our attention span where we want instant gratification is like eight to nine seconds and we want everything happening now. And, and, you know, Amazon's got to show up here in, in the same day, but we still seem it's okay to be 431 days. Uh, into well, having our country but, shut down. So it's almost like oh, you guys, come on, we need those common sense caps on. And, uh, well, <laughs> you the know, problem,
7: the problem the problem with that, and this is something that people need to understand, is that this didn't start 400 and some days ago. All right, This started 100 years ago, and it goes back to the way in which medicine developed in the United States. And um, And this is kind of an interesting story. It just takes a couple minutes to give you the summary of it. but uh, I mean, I have five hours of lecture on it, but here's the one-paragraph summary. At the turn of the 20th century, medical doctors in this country made less money than the average postal worker, They had no respect from Americans at all, and we had a very thriving natural medicine community that was really effective in the United States. And so how doctors got control of medicine was not because they were better in a free market economy. It's because they used money and politics to gain control. We're the only country in the world in which they crowded out everything else that wasn't them. But also how they did it was with government. And so the partnership between medicine and government goes back a long time, and it's been escalating, and medical tyranny has been escalating for decades. And so I understand people being impatient and wanting this problem to be solved, and nobody wants it over more than me. I haven't slept in a bed all night for a year, over a year, and uh, this is costing a fortune, so I want it over too. But we're trying to turn something around. We're trying to turn around a Titanic-sized ship in the middle of the ocean that's been going the wrong direction for a very long time. I'm confident we're going to be able to do it. But what we have to overcome is decades of passivity on behalf of Americans who watch this all unfold, many of them kind of complaining about it along the way, the vaccine mandates being a good example, but never really jumping in and saying, what do we have to do to make this stop? Well, now we have to make this stop, you know, and we're working as fast as we can. And the more people we get on board, the faster we can make it all go away.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> so there's your answer, everybody. There's your answer. And uh, just be thankful that there are people out there like Dr. Pam Popper taking this initiative and, and sacrificing her own uh, sanity in order to do this, to turn the Titanic, because, um, you know, it's gotten to the point now uh, we're, we're dealing with something extremely dangerous, which is this non-vaccine, this experimental. And the fact that I, I just, um, and you, well, you can comment on this. You, you know, you, you're talking to many, many people, right? You have many people as part of your your organizations. Are the parents saying, "Hey, I, I'm going to give my kid this experimental non-vaccine," or they're just confused? I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting that, you know? Because well, this, this the problem story is of the issues is just ridiculous.
7: Well, well, again, the problem isn't this. It's it is this, but it goes back further parents have been delivering their children to pediatricians to have 50-some inoculations before they go to first grade for a very long time, and they don't read the ingredients and they don't investigate anything. They do what doctors tell them to do. Now, part of the problem is that the medical profession has managed to, mainly through public relations, convince people that they're so smart and educated and this is so complicated that uh, you have to follow directions because everyday people can't understand this. But that's ridiculous. No realtor stands in the driveway of a house and says you're too stupid to buy a house you don't know anything about real estate and property values and building houses and that sort of thing so I'm going to tell you where to live and nobody says to you at the car dealership you know anybody who doesn't know how to build a car can't buy one so I'll tell you what to drive we don't tolerate that kind of condescending nonsense from anybody but we've tolerated it from the medical profession and we have this isn't a new situation by the way I tell people you know I've been doing this for 26 years and so pre-COVID here's a typical thing that would happen Happening in my world i'd post a video making a factual statement such as the risk that a woman will be harmed by getting mammograms is three to ten times higher than the chance that she will benefit true story i can prove it with two three hundred studies okay then i would write an article with maybe 50 studies post it and and that would be it all right so here's what would happen I get a lot of fan mail from people that say, thank God you're bringing attention to this. I've looked into this myself, and I, or I was harmed by myself, whatever. Then you get people screaming all capital letters, my sister's life was saved by a mammogram. Well, maybe she didn't even have cancer, but we won't go there, right? And then I get a letter and angry emails from an oncologist who would say, you don't treat breast cancer patients. You have no right to say anything about this, as if there's some special statistics course for oncologists that's different from the statistics courses the rest of us took to learn how to read medical studies, right? Well, actually there is. It's one where you ignore the medical literature. That's what they teach you to do. But anyway, my point is that this whole thing of, of, of camps of people where a significant percentage of the population would do anything a doctor tells them to do, including carrying that forward to their children, including harm harm themselves and their children and and one great example is the number of parents who keep taking their children to pediatricians watching their kids get sicker every year and don't even think about it. You know, it's just normal now for kids to be sick all the time. They've, the pediatricians in the medical profession have normalized childhood illness from birth to age 18. And so nobody, I mean, not nobody, but most people don't stop to think, what the heck am I doing taking my child to a doctor twice a year while she or he gets sicker all the time? right so so that's what we have here. If people are befuddled by the idea that somebody would deliver their child to get a vaccine for which they have no risk of the underlying disease and which carry which is killing forty people a day in the United States, why would they do that? Well, because of decades and decades of what I just talked about
0: it's almost like uh, it's indoctrination it, it, is, it goes back to the science of propaganda, which started in the 1920s yeah. <laughs> From the uh, Sigmund Freud, and of course, once it got into the government, it got into the CIA, and the next thing you know, it's into the corporations, and boom, this is, then the medical throws in, and it seems like that's the pattern, as you described that story of when that, you know, that process, that messaging, all these, uh, I call them the 13 bigs, they all come together, and and, and is is there to craft an agenda um, against You know, we, the, it's against we the people and against the common sense. And, um, you know, you had mentioned some of that information when I saw you at the Truth Over Fear Summit, the COVID-19 and the Great Reset, um, you know, and talking about your book and, and uh, really the, the, like I said, the brainwashing of people. Um, and Dr. Larry Palewski was on on Wednesday, and, um, and he's all about critically thinking. And he was talking about false authorities where people have put so much confidence and, and, and uh faith into these entities, these people. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous. But, but then they have people like you where that's why I wish they would have more faith and confidence in those type of messages. But I think people are starting to come around. It's just, like you said, it's years and years taking these kids to, um, to these doctors and, like you said, they're getting sicker. They're getting sicker. And that's, that's fact. to yeah. anyone that's listening. This, she's not just making, uh, making allegations to support any, you know, the conversation. And I learned about that on, during that truth over fear summit, especially about the, the real vaccines and the increase in how much children, uh, have chronic disease over the years. It's not like 54% of them have chronic disease. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, scary. It's, and, but the parents still keep, you know, giving them the other vaccinations, which they know that there's problems with. And all the doctors, and I want to give you all, you've all come together, which is awesome. I mean, Dr. Northrup and Dr. Merritt and Sherry Tenpenny, I mean, all of you have created, you know, like this awesome club of truth bombers. that are just out there freedom fighting for Americans. So you're just doing amazing, amazing work delivering the truth. Thank
7: you. Thanks. We're doing our best. And, and we're, we're doing our best to be strategic about this. I mean, one, one of the things that uh, I, I feel like I'm uh, the disciplinarian
5: <laughs>
7: of, of the movement because I'm, you know, I come from a business background before I was in healthcare. And I've, I've built large organizations and business, and I built a large healthcare company. And, and so one of the things that I've been working on with Make Americans Free Again is putting together strategies and methods of going about addressing seeing this that, um, uh, that let's settle down and let's be real strategic about this. Let's let's not be so quick to act, but when we act, let's make sure that we're doing something that really has a chance of succeeding. Less less action, but more effective action, if that makes sense. And then getting people engaged in things where we can feel like we win at it. I feel like one of the things that made people so sideways, particularly throughout last year, was everybody was angry. Boy, I was too. I don't blame people for being angry. And then you start this, we got to do something we have got to do something right now mm-hmm. you know, so let 's get a bunch of people together and we 'll sign a declaration, and we 'll get a bunch of people together and we 'll just file a lawsuit and just sort of you know that that uh, throw things against the wall, hoping something will stick and, and it 's not a real good strategy for fighting with an organized um, plan like this is, and so we 've gone about this a little bit differently and said look we 're going to we 're going to really think things through. I think we have one of the best attorneys uh, the best legal mind i 've ever met is tom Renz, and and he 's just a very methodical thinker, and, um, you know, he takes a lot of time to think about strategy. What are we really trying to do here? Uh, where are the vulnerabilities? And, and uh, by the time he produces a document with his team of lawyers, it's really it's really a, a great lawsuit that, um, uh, that that's winnable and that gets to the heart of the matter and that sort of thing. And then on the organizing the ground game, which is a part of it that I spend a lot of time on, same thing let's get people together let's get them doing things like saving our local businesses and and that sort of thing that actually we can win doing instead of let's write to our legislators why like that's going to make a difference <laughs> I mean when people say let's write to our legislators I think I don't know I think I'm going to lay down and read a magazine before I'm going to spend time on that <laughs> right. because
5: well and you let's know something,
7: yeah it's not it's not that I'm not into activism i mean I spend all my day on all my day daytime on activism but but um the legislatures have proven to be really disconnected from acting on behalf of the people, as have been the mayors and the county commissioners. And, I mean, we've just seen how disconnected these people are and how much they do not perceive that they're working for the people. And one of the most egregious examples of this, I watched that Senate hearing that happened a few years ago in California, and uh, it was the, the bill that uh, mandated vaccines for kids to go to school in California and uh, on this particular at this particular hearing 53 people stepped up to the microphone to say that they were in favor of this bill and over 1490 people stepped up one at a time and said that they were against it and at the end of the day they voted for it anyway and it was just a, a remarkable demonstration of the fact that they absolutely There there are notorious exceptions, but I'm talking about as a body. As a body of people, they don't care about you or me or our businesses or our children or our schools or our communities or our health. They care about one thing, and that's being there, right? And Mm -hmm. so when I was starting all this last year... I thought, if that's all they care about, then that's going to be our leverage. And um, I'm looking forward to the day when our database is so full of names, 80 million is my target, that we can sort those names by district, and particularly in an election year sit down with them and say, listen, you won your election by 2,000 votes. I have boxes with 19,000 registered voters out here in the hallway. If you don't do what I say, we're taking you out. Because that's what, what means something to them. That's what they understand, you know. And I never care thought it would come to the day. That's all they care about, and I'm the I, I'm a person who spent an enormous amount of time with legislators trying to educate them and bring in scientific articles and all that kind. Of, I'm done with all that nonsense. They just don't care about that. What they care about is being there, and particularly our state legislators. I've been watching this for a while, and it's not just Ohio. It's everywhere. What what the legislature has become is a landing place for people to prepare for something better. Like you can run for attorney general or governor or Congress Mm -hmm. or whatever. Or you get appointed. Like in Ohio, we have all these boards you can get appointed to, like the liquor control board, and you get to go to three meetings a year and stay at the Hyatt and get paid $80,000. Now, here's the deal. You want to know how you qualify for that? You don't make anybody angry. Yeah, I want to sign up. (laughs) Yeah, you don't make anybody angry. And And the best way to make no nobody angry is to do nothing right You just sit there and then and then you 're bound to get the pop assignment later now again, there are exceptions to the rule in our legislature. we have a handful of people who care, but it isn 't enough people to get anything done. And, um, and the this complete disconnect, I mean, the, the governors of the states who did this, who have become emperors and empresses, I'm the person who started calling them that, they have just demonstrated day after day at their press conferences while they put on this charade that you and I and other people who are smart and read know is nothing but an acting job and know that they're harming people and they don't care. They just don't care. So we'll, we'll take them out.
0: You're much more eloquent in your description of them. I uh I have words that get beeped. <laughs> <laughs> right sometimes. <laughs>
5: yeah,
0: yeah, but well. um, so but you know, you, you uh you're you're a doctor. You have to have that. Use more colorful words that, uh, that get the same <laughs> well, point we across. We all have
7: colorful. We all <laughs> yeah. we all have some colorful words we'd like to use, and I try to refrain from using them. But but their behavior is so egregious, it kind of speaks for itself. You don't really need much in the way of descriptors <laughs> in
5: addition
7: to just watching yeah, their just, press conferences. You know.
0: Yeah. Play the videotape. Play the videotape. You can see it right there. Like in Arizona, it's a perfect. You're, what you're describing to everybody. Is uh, It happens all over the, to- all over the place in every, t- every single layer. It's just that over the past year, year and a half, we've actually kind of seen more of it in our face because we're finally paying attention and going, this has been going on for a while. I just didn't know because I was busy with life and things like that. I had no idea. Like I didn't know how corrupt. I'm in, I'm in Merrick Corruption County, Arizona, like the hot spot, right? And mm-hmm. I had no idea. The corruption here was that bad. I knew it was an old boys mm-hmm. network. Because, you know, we had McCain and Symington, you know, those guys actually went to jail and McCain didn't, he got out of going, but the rest of the clan went. So we have an old school uh, type of corruption in, in Old Boys Network, but I had no idea mm-hmm. how bad it was currently until all of this, you know, after the 3rd of November started happening. And well, now know, I'm becoming, it's
7: crazy. That's the benefit, and and I think that um, you know I I wrote a couple of things I'll share with you. I wrote in my book um, a chapter called "The Perfect Storm," the things that had to come together for this debacle to happen. And then um, I also wrote in my book, and I've talked about this on my videos, um, I went through a phase last year, and I think most people did, where I I was kind of pining for my February life. I remember February before (laughs) this all started, and we were all doing things like buying tickets to the symphony and planning for the arts festival and all that kind of stuff. And then I realized, I had this epiphany one day, that I didn't want to go back to my February life. And the reason is that February was a was a time when this could happen right and what Mm -hmm. we have to do is we have to fix this and we have to make sure it can never happen again and um and how that how that will take place in my opinion there are a lot of things we have to do lawsuits we have to bring these people to justice and we have to um rebuild our schools and our communities and all that kind of stuff but But we we have to rebuild many of our institutions differently. And I think sometimes it's easier to blow it up and start from scratch than it is to fix it. I mean, I'm I'm 64 years old, and as long as I can remember being aware of this kind of stuff – I've heard about education reform. Have you seen any real education reform? I haven't. I've heard about medical, uh, the, uh, fixing the medical system. It gets more expensive every year. It gets worse every year. I've mm-hmm. heard about, you know, the corruption in government. It gets worse, not better. Well, maybe it just had to get this bad for a lot of people to say. I'm going to do something about it. And I have to say that, um, you know, I get a pretty good feel for the personality of people if they write me emails beyond just sign me up for something, if they give me a little bit more information. And I'm sensing in our... And the people responding to us that we're getting an awful lot of people who've never been real active in anything, but they're saying, you know what, I never did anything like this before, but if you want me to start a Thursday group, I'll start a Thursday group. You want me to sign up for something, I'll sign up for something. It's time for me to get involved. And I think that that's a very important message to get across to people who are listening to this is that we've always thought, and I've felt prey to this too, that um, you sign up, you put your name and your email address into a database, and you send twenty-five dollars, or a hundred, or a thousand dollars, whatever it is. And boy, that's getting involved, right? No, it's actually not, right? In um, in that model, a lot of people sign up, and then a handful of people are supposed to go fix this and report back about the great job they did. Well, they never fixed mm-hmm. it, did they? So no, what we have to do worse. now? And But, yeah, what we have to do now, I I tell this every Thursday at noon, I do a conference call to help people understand what's going on and how to get involved and help us to help them to free ourselves, right? And I say, listen, this is one of these deals where I'm working and I'm asking you to work too. We all are equals here. And 12 people in Ohio can't fix this for you, so you're going to have to roll up your sleeves and go to work. And, and this will be different because of the fact that you're willing to do that. You wouldn't be on this call if you didn't know that we had to do something different. And so I'm sensing that, that feeling of different kind of engagement than we have had in the past. And we're going, to, we're going to have to continue to talk about that and to demand that engagement if we want things to be better.
0: But at least it's starting. It's starting more so than, uh, and it's growing, and it's happening in these different yeah. states. People are going to the board of education meetings. I mean, you probably heard about the, uh, <laughs> the one we had here the other day. It <laughs> got a little hairy. Well, it's because the, uh, you know, they didn't want to wear their mask, and the, and the board just couldn't handle that. It was here in Scottsdale, and of course, Vale, Arizona, they took over the board. Kick them out because they all walked that's out exactly. and then they elected themselves. That's what yep, needs that's
7: exactly to happen. that's exactly what has to happen. That's exactly right. To. We got to start. They need to. That is showing them you're not in charge. We are in charge, and we can. We elected you. We can unelect you, and we can. We can decide that. And I'm, I'm going to organize. Um, one of the things I'm planning to, to work on this summer is that. Uh, and again, we have to cripple institutions that don't serve us, right? We have to cripple them and make them do what we say. And I think we need to have in every school system a group of parents that is big enough that on a single day, they're organized, and on a single day, if the school system does anything that they don't like, they send a certified letter in unison, every every single family, saying my child will not be in school tomorrow and will not be coming back until you fix fill-in-the-blank. It, it can be some type of curriculum issue. It can be masks. It can be standing on circles or eating lunch facing the wall. Whatever the heck it is, that's what we have to do, right? And and if you cripple, how you cripple the school system is withdraw enough kids that they financially can't afford to stay open, and you know, this nonsense would stop in an afternoon. And that's that's what we have to do. That's the the, the biggest problem we've had is that last year in Ohio. If we had had the right numbers in a database, if I had had the foresight to know that this was coming, which how could anybody know except the people who planned it, but if I had known that <laughs> and, I, and I had gathered all these names, I would have been able to force we were the model state okay ohio i don't know if you know that but Ohio was the model state for this whole thing. So if really? I only had the numbers, I, yes, we were, and the reason why, I'll tell you why that was, we were the first to shut down, we were the first to close schools, we were the first to close bars and restaurants, the first to do everything, and the reason was they needed a governor in a conservative state who was at the time very popular, who would be good on all of the networks. Okay, so you can't put Gavin Newsom on he wouldn't agree to be on Fox News, all right, right. and of course, some of the, the the those people just are not very good spokespeople even on other networks, so yeah. they needed a spokesperson who um, who would who would be good for all networks, and Dewine fit the bill, our governor all right so hmm. so anyway um if if we had had the numbers, I could have and I would have been happy to do it. I could have gone down there because there were some uh, legislators that wanted to impeach DeWine and um uh and they couldn't get the votes, but if we had had been able to force them to do it, it was an election year for crying out loud They sat there and watched this happen, did nothing about it, cried on t v oh, everybody's so sad about all the devastation, did nothing about it. We could have said to them, you're going to uh, you're going to get rid of our little emperor." Um, or He's um, little over our little any is little yeah you can hardly see over the top of the electric you're going to get rid of our little emperor or we're going to or, or we're going to um uh we're going we're going to get rid of you, and if Ohio had gone down, the whole rest of the country would have would have gone down too so so my whole point in telling that story is we have got to organize we've got to develop a database of eighty million people we've got to have the ability at the local level to have so many parents withdraw their kids from school on a single day that the school system is no longer financially viable. We've got to have the ability to march down with pallets of boxes of registered voters and tell the little little useless people in our legislature, you're going to do what we say today or you're getting out of here. Next year is an election year. If we're in this situation again next year, shame on us, right? We have to do something about it so we are not in this situation next year.
0: But that's what American or Make Americans Free Again has been doing. And like you guys actually have infrastructure. You have things in place where people are meeting. Uh, and and right. Jenny's here in Arizona where they do, and it's been checking in off the in uh, on, on the Facebook page. There's multiple locations where people are meeting on Thursdays. To you know, right. not only not come together just to say hi, let's be friends. I mean, they're actually coming together just to create, take action. Yeah, they're doing physical things and strategizing and We're coming working. up with things like, who's going to go to this, this board of supervisors meeting? Who's going to you know let's who's what school districts can we can we go to next? And then also
7: working to support businesses. Right. The business support is the most important thing. And with things opening up, that doesn't really change. In other words, here here in Ohio, uh, the, the little emperor had no choice but to open up. He was facing the legislature doing it. And the other thing he was facing was another day in court with us, he lifted the emergency. And you notice they're all lifting the emergency now because they don't want, that's the way we filed our original case. But all the other cases we're filing go to, you know, dealing with all this underlying crap anyway. But um, but my my point in all of this is that even open Opening up, some of the businesses have been so devastated by reduced capacity and all that kind of stuff. They still need our help. We still have got to make it a point um, to those of us who can to spend money in uh, and, and places. So. Um, I, I just did that. I went out for lunch for the first time today, maskless. I've never worn a mask since the beginning, but they've loosened up now. You can actually go out to lunch. And so some friends and I had lunch at a restaurant that I know has suffered a lot. And, I'm, you know, under normal circumstances, I would eat here at the office. I own a food service operation, for crying out loud, but we, we have to spread the money around to people who need it. <laughs> Yeah, I I have I have bought more food from other people. I mean, I love our food here and I don't have to do anything. I can even just like call somebody and they bring it to me from the other side of the building. So having said that, i probably spent $4,000 on takeout food in the last six or eight months. (laughs) I'm I'm happy to do that, by the way. I'm happy to do it. But but we all have to make that commitment uh, to support our neighbors and to help dig ourselves out of this. The government has no plan for restoring our communities. The government has plans to further destroy our communities, not restore our communities, right? So, um, so we have to be the people who are doing the restoring.
0: Yeah, because the government is the one who started destroying them and continues to destroy them. They, they yeah, don't they have no interest
7: in this getting. They no. don't want us to be back to to normal at all. And this temporary a, reprieve, we cannot get lulled into a sense of this is over. It's not over. And um, I, one of our, uh, one of my Thursday group members said uh, last week. He said the two things, the, the one, the two words we could never say in the near future is uh, is mission accomplished, and the other two words that we must repeat often is never again. And I think he was right about that.
0: Yeah, because there's there's a lot that's just starting to seep in. I mean, we haven't even really, we haven't even touched the topics of the vaccine passport yet, where that's starting already in uh, multiple states at different levels where they're segregating people from in even like in new york you go to a baseball game and you have a vaccinated section and an unvaccinated
5: section are you kidding me
7: that's fixable that's fixable and uh, and some of it people people get all everybody needs to calm down and first of all watch what's happening and then get involved in helping us okay so the first thing is the vaccine passport is going to die on the vine for this reason, at least 50% of the states have have legislatively or through executive orders said it's not going on. It's not going to happen. All right, so Ron DeSantis did this in Florida. I think they actually did pass a law following up on it. So the cruise ships are floating around in the Caribbean with no place to go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they can't dock because they're <laughs> demanding the vaccine, so they're going to end up having to pick people up in Boston Harbor, which is going to double the price of the cruise. And sooner or later, that's just going to come to an end. All right. Um, if you look at uh, what's going, so so the vaccine passport as a as a ticket for. Um, for 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 operating a business or whatever. It's going to end up being a very local thing, if at all, if it sticks at all, because with half of the country, and more states are all the time saying we're not going to do this, it isn't going to have any panache. I mean, if you can go lots and lots of places without it, you'll just stay away from the places that require it. Um, when you look at what's happening to to businesses, okay, the, the media is in deep trouble. They've lost their audience, but businesses have gotten in trouble buying into all this nonsense too i thought it was hysterical that uh, pepsi decided that their business was soft drinks and they're just going to keep making and selling soft drinks coke decided that its business was being woke all right so they hired a whole staff <laughs> of woke people to promote wokeness at the, uh, in addition to, i guess you have to be particularly brand of woke to drink <sighs> coke right Well, anyway, Pepsi's Pepsi's stock went up 9%. Coke's went down 23%. So Coke fired the woke people and said, maybe we'll just be in the soft drink business. So uh, the point that I'm making is that everybody, that we've got to stop having hysteria as the reaction to all of this. And we first have to take a really good objective look at what's going on because some of these things are fixing themselves. The other thing is we have to take a really good look at what am I going to do to help solve the problem and i and I try not to sound like a like a school marm scolding people but but there are a couple of things that, that I, I do want to say. One is please stop complying with this nonsense and asking me to fix it for you, all right, because you make it harder. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, there's nothing that, you know, there are a lot of things I didn't do during this because I, I refused to comply, all right, and people complying makes it harder for us to do what we're doing. So so stop complying, and if everybody com- stopped complying at the same time, gosh, it would have been over with last year too. And mm-hmm. the other thing is if you're upset about it, then, then let's – join with us, help us. We're doing something about this. We've demonstrated we're doing something about this. We have been successful at a number of different things. So join us and help, all right? And if we can just get those messages out to everybody, I I think we can stay calmer and be a lot more effective.
5: And that's
0: the key to this, because there are many moving parts of what is kind of going sideways or what you're hearing depending on where you're listening so, and like you your perfect example, you know, people say, "Oh, well, well write your, write your congressman, write your state representative." Uh, that's, that's not going to really accomplish that much.
7: No, so focus sign on a the key Yeah, time. sign the. And, and, and by. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, just focus so, on the key low-hanging fruit items where you can make a difference. That's why your, legisl- or your, your lawsuit that you filed was very specific and strategic to get that PRO rather than making it much more broad, which then you just do, maybe you do 10 of them. But, you know, you have to, there's strategies to all this, to what works. And you'd also said some of these things are just going to fix themselves, like you're talking about the companies and the products and even the, the cruise lines. So there are things yeah. where you don't have to focus your time and energy on and get all riled up about it. And the good thing about Make Americans Free Again is you've kind of already done the heavy lifting and the homework on where the time and effort needs to be focused so then that you mm-hmm. can get the biggest and most effective impact once you bring all these people together. So then ca- things right. can be done quickly, right? So working right. smart, not hard, because everybody wants, you know, people want to do something. And they keep saying something. I don't want, you know, don't use the word something. We need specifics. But right. a lot, that's, that's what you've been working on for a long time. And that's why I want people to understand this is a very different organization or a group or a movement than what you might be seeing other places because it's targeted as to what can be done for, um, oh well, my God, think- want the immediate results, but quick
7: results. Well, quick is not the issue. It's effective. And and, and I think, you know, I'm I'm a practical person. And I'm also at a stage in my life where if I'm going to take this on, I mean, I have a couple of choices. I had a couple of choices when this started. I certainly have the resources to just leave and go someplace that is not where this isn't going on. There are places in the world to live that have been unaffected by this. Um, So if I'm going to take it on, I want to do something that can work. And um, and also, again, just I'm a practical person, so to solve a problem, you have to look at what's been done in the past to try to solve the problem. And if it hasn't worked, don't do it anymore. And I think it's really important to stress that I think that what didn't work before it had nothing to do with the good intentions of the people who did this stuff. They were very well-intentioned. And I know people personally who put their life, all of their effort and a lot of their money into trying to solve some of these problems we're talking about. But the bottom line at the end of the day, it didn't work. So what we have to do is not that. And we have to turn around and do what will work. And, um, and, and so by default, um, this, this issue of overwhelming them with numbers, um, using the legal system, because the courts are the last functioning branch of government. And people say, well, but, you know, the judges are corrupt. Not all of the judges are corrupt. And um, there are some interesting cases, I mean, that go beyond, uh, you know, make Americans free again and get into some of the political things that are going on. But but some very interesting and good uh, decisions have come from judges, even in some unlikely places. I mean, if you follow Dr. Shiva's case in, in Massachusetts, The state of Massachusetts is not exactly where you would expect to find a judge who would be a a fair judge in -hmm. terms of uh, election fraud, but this guy is a superstar in terms of impartiality, good rulings, etc. And so there are bad judges and there are bad courts and there are bad everything, but we we don't have to succeed every time. We have to succeed once because getting the discovery, this is what they're fighting. They don't want us to have the documents. Um, there's a very interesting case in Ohio, by the way, that was won by an advocate to get the death data for for. Um Covid and all other death uh, uh, statistics for the state of Ohio, and um, they're just refusing to turn it over. Well, there's a, there's only one reason why they'd refuse. It's because they know they're committing fraud and they don't want it to be exposed, right? So, um, but having said that, the court has ruled in favor of the plaintiff who has won the right to access access these records. So, there are good judges. We only need a few of them. Uh, to get our way And once we get our way We're on our way To getting our freedom back
0: Yeah, and then Their narrative falls apart And people see the truth
7: About how this
0: Political propaganda pandemic, uh Right you, So it's all planned And started And then, you know Still continues So like you said You have to To, uh, to collapse And cripple These institutions and um, In order to start over
7: Um, So what do you want
0: people to do Dr. Pam Popper What do you want them to do
7: Well I'll put out some things First of all my email address is PamPopper at MSN.com And um, if you want to sign up I put out a newsletter that's free on Monday I put out four videos a week Also free um, Tuesday through Friday Uh, I hold a conference call every Thursday To um, train people On how to join our group And become active with us And get started in their area um start a group every there should be millions of, we call them Thursday groups, but you can actually meet any time. Uh, there should be millions of these groups and millions of people who are basically united under one principle that we all agree on. We don't want medical tyranny. We want the right to decide what to do with our bodies and by extension our minor children, right? That's it. There's nothing to disagree with there. We try to stay away from everything else. So get active with our movement, and the the, the faster we grow, the sooner this is over because the more resources We have. We're getting ready to sue a lot of uh, retailers and airlines. Mm. I mean, There's no end to the work to be done, and how much money it's going to cost is awesome. But when I was in the direct sales business, I used to tell people, many hands make light work. Lots of members means tiny donations add up to a lot, right? With 80 million people, if everybody puts in a buck, we can do almost anything we want. So help us grow big. Get your name in there. Let us represent you um it's It's very difficult to throw your weight around if you don't have the ability to demonstrate that you represent the right number of people uh, but um I, I made a video. Uh, I've made a couple of videos that got a lot of response. Um, uh, particularly, one was when I talked about don't don't do things that support this whole nonsense. And everybody's saying, "Oh my gosh!" There, I've, people used to write to me all day long about Costco. Stop going there, right? I've never been in a Costco, for the record. And as far as <laughs> I know, it has not caused any diminishing of my quality of life by never going in the place. And then the second thing is is uh, is, is join with us and help us. You know, help us do something about this. And I, and I talked about uh, on another video. What could 80 million people do? Well, 80 million people could threaten to not go to Costco, and that would have made them stop last year. 80 million people could refuse to fly on the airlines until they quit this nonsense, and then it would be over with, right? We wouldn't even have to file a lawsuit. So if we get the right numbers of people, and only you guys can help do it. I don't have any way to magically make this happen. But but if we get the right number of people, there is no limit to what we can do, and we can get control of our government back again. Because 80 million people in this country, that's more than what it takes to elect a president of the United States. We can certainly control local politics. Politics with 80 million people.
0: Well, and of course, 80 million people did vote for Trump in November, so it's interesting that that number keeps popping up. <laughs>
7: Well, I I was using it long before the election because I think it's that critical mass of, of, uh, and and by the way, when I talk about throwing your weight around, I'm I'm not really a power-hungry person, but I am all for consumer advocacy, and I am all for restoring the rights of the people to be able to say to their elected officials and to anybody else, including national chains and this sort of thing, this is not acceptable. We're not doing this, and there's so many of us that you will have no choice but to cave to our demands. And really, we're not asking for anything all that extraordinary. We're asking that politicians do the will of the people. We are asking that, that stores and financial institutions and, and uh, people who we give our money to respect our constitutional rights. That's not a tall ask. It's a shame that we have to go through all this to get those rights back. But if we don't go through all this and we give up those rights... It, it, I, I don't think we're going to like the world we live in. So we're sort of at an interesting time right now, where we're either going to solve this problem or not. And my recommendation is, let's get together and solve it, because the alternative is kind of ghastly.
0: Yeah, and and it uh, we're we're staring at the alternative if we don't do anything, mm-hmm. because their uh, their agenda has been moving along very quickly since January, yep. with a, with trillions well, of dollars behind it. So, um, yep, you know. It's it's time that uh, everybody stops saying I want to do something and physically go to makeamericansfreeagain.com. dot com is it rights.com? That's right. That's yeah, right. and start there. Sign up, get the newsletter, uh, and and get involved. Check out if there's a Thursday group. If not, and you can start one, and then the information then and in the collaboration, you'll be able to to, to get more uh, involvement, especially in all these local levels. And of course, as we always tell everybody, stop supporting the companies that hate you and hate this country. Right. So don't right. spend your money. If you know, they don't like you don't go. I know it's difficult not to go on like a Facebook platform cause they hate you too. So try to wean yourself off of that. That you know, that, that one's a little tough for people but um, you know, all in good time, but yeah, that's just, you've got to be more aware and support small business. You know, yes, Amazon might be a little more convenient, but come on. I mean, you know, it's okay. You can go to the store. You don't have to wear the mask anymore to go in. Um, And you didn't have to really do that anyway. You didn't have to comply. So, uh, you know, everybody got lazy and uh, just said, you know, we we just put our hands up in the air and said, okay, I'll surrender. No, 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 never again, as you said, never again. Um, Is there anything else that you want to share, Dr.? Well, actually, I do want to ask you a question. Um, Do you sleep like more than an hour a night?
7: (laughs) I don't sleep very much. I've always been a short sleeper. And uh, by the way, this idea everybody needs seven hours of sleep a night is ridiculous. Some people need more, some people need less. They're short, medium, and long sleepers. And by the way, it doesn't have anything to do with intellect. Einstein was a long sleeper. Edison was a short sleeper. The benefit of being a short sleeper is that you don't have to sleep much. You have a lot more time. And and isn't it, uh, isn't it good for our side that the leader of this movement doesn't need a lot of sleep? <laughs> 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 so if this had to totally. fall into somebody's lap, it, it fell into <laughs> mine, right? But um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I do take care of myself. I, I haven't missed any running or yoga or gym workouts or anything since started and I've been eating well. Um, it, you know, I don't have a lot of time off, um, and that's okay. There will be a time for that again. Uh, but um, you know, it's interesting how recreational it is to connect with people, even if you're talking about this, right? I've met mm-hmm. so many interesting people. So on the one hand, you could say, oh, well, we're thinking of having a new state join our organization here, so we're going to have a conference call on Tuesday, so Pam's working. Well, I guess you could call it working, but I find it really interesting to meet people, and uh, I have an awful lot of new friends who I think have uh, the relationships that I've developed with those people are actually much more, there's more depth to them than some of the people who we've disconnected from because we found some of our friends don't think very much, and that's, it's hard to have a relationship with people who don't think, right? Uh, So. So uh, yeah, this long answer to your question, but not a lot of sleeping. Um, but not, I, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I'm up for five more years of this if this is what it takes.
5: Well, hopefully, and it will take that One last thing, I'll long. say:
7: read my book. I still think you know what I'm finding interesting, and not to don't not to toot my horn too much, but I sent <laughs> my book to the publisher last uh, August, all right, to be printed. And um, and in that book, everything they're talking about on Tucker Carlson with the Wuhan lab, the gain of function, what Dr. Fauci did, the whole nine notes, it's all in that book. We wrote this last August, right? And so we really did dig up and tell the truth of how this all happened. And there really isn't anything I wrote last August that has proven to not be true, now that we are in may of the following year and so i think for it's an easy read from the standpoint that i write in a way that um it's very well referenced and you can certainly read a lot of science if you choose to delve into the references but i'm I'm known for writing things in a way that makes very complex stuff easy for people to understand so i'll recommend that people read the book it's still the best way to figure out the whole story to know the whole story
0: and to also keep in mind of when you were telling the full story and now all of a sudden the media decides to ha- act like it's just something they found out yesterday. Yeah, breaking the story says a lot. about
7: the gain of function research. We were talking yeah. about it last August. We published this book in early September. So
0: Yeah, anyway. I started, I saw one of, I think it was one of your videos, and I started finding out about it in maybe September. It was in September. So when I yeah. see these things on the news, I'm like, uh, that is that's literally, guys, you're like eight months, almost a year behind yeah. what the rest of the world is. And that's when hopefully the light bulb will go on for some people to say, you know what, that's the one you kind of need to turn off. That's not where you're going to get your information. Um, you know, you got you, you to gotta go to these alternative sources who are much smarter, like Dr. Pam Popper and her organization and, of course, you don't want to forget about the wellness forum health, so it's amazing how many things you have going on you even own a food services company I mean is there,
7: is there any category of something you're not doing if, we're, if it has to do with health we're doing it We even own it we own a school we teach health professionals how to do what we do, which is informed medical decision making. Uh, we have a yoga oh. studio and a gym. I mean, I'm I, 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 one mile from my home is my office, where everything that I need for the rest of my life is here. If I never left the building, it would be fine.
0: <laughs> so, oh, see so that's so that's the way to, that's the way to grow a business is to keep adding things that you need for every aspect of your life.
5: So yeah, uh, and if somebody else yeah.
7: wants to take advantage of it, great. But I'm doing great. You know, it's all good. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and
7: we're here to support you. I've added you to our must-follow
0: page. I'm joining up with Jenny. I'm going to have her on the show. I'm going to get very active here in Arizona. I'm going to encourage people to get uh, involved with the organization during every episode. Um, you know, part of our Take Action crew, we're going to have you as part of our Take Action toolkit here on the uh, Patriotic Purpose Driven Resource Platform. So anything that I could do, and, of course, I'm going to be encouraging other groups to start connecting with you, too. Because there's, there's, everybody's like-minded and on the same page. There's no reason why everybody's not working together. And that's what I'm trying to do on this platform is stick everybody together. So then everybody well, Thank can
7: you. We learn. appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you're, you're very welcome. And then, um, yeah, I just think what you're doing is amazing. I think you are beyond the Energizer Bunny. Such a smart woman. And, um, yeah, one, I'd love to have you back on when you have, you know, <laughs> a little bit of that non-free of time. Of
7: course. Absolutely yeah. happy to do it.
0: Yeah, you are really awesome. You you are definitely one of the most inspiring people that I've had on the show. And I have just been paying attention to since I've had my own little great awakening, which started uh, in November. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's been awesome having you on here. And I uh, I can't wait to be more active with Make Americans Free again. So I'm excited. Um,
7: Thank Anything you.
0: else? Are we good to go? I mean, I know I've gotten you much I longer think... than I was supposed to.
7: Well, no, we're good. You're very thorough, and thank you for giving me this much time.
0: You're welcome. Anytime. and Well, I'll be in touch. I'm going to do some intros, and um, I'm going to get Jenny on here, too. I want this thing to be huge in Arizona, and uh, we can do that. There's a lot of groups here that all need to be a part of it. So We're going to stick together. We're going to work together, everybody. How awesome. Dr. Pam Popper, thank you you so much for everything you're doing. Uh Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, what an amazing woman. She really has taken this to uh a whole new level but you know the thing that's amazing that she like she keeps saying that she was a practical person she's talking about using up and having effective results and doing it the smart way you know wow and 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 working hard working smarter not harder and she this is an interview that I, i would love for everybody to listen to a couple times because um I think it's going to not only inspire you to do something, but it's also going to make you think about what are you going to do? Where are you going to put your time in? if you're going to take action in your life and in your community. It kind of gives you an idea on how to rethink on some of it. She actually just kind of spun me around. When I brought up, excuse me, the, the vaccine passport. She's just like, oh, i not necessarily focus on that one. Look at this other stuff. I said, ah, it does make sense. And I know we do promote going ahead and, and contacting your congressman or, and, and con, you know, and, and doing the petitions, which I, 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 kind of agree with her that, 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 uh, that might not be the best use of her time, which we haven't been promoting that that much um, because I want you to be effective with your time. You don't have a lot of free time. And if you're going to make a sacrifice to do something different, right. And to get involved and take action. I want to make sure you're using your highest and best use of time. So it's still on the website for anybody. That's what they want to do. It's, the petitions are there and the contact information for the Congress people and all the different uh, politicians, right? Politicians, anybody that's elected or um, in, in government at every level, that's always on the Take Action tab. You'll see that there with right, that special section for Arizona. And it's there for as a resource if you need it. I mean, and if you want, if that's what you want to do, and or we have a special call out if it's important, um, then they all. Uh, Like I said, it's it's there as a resource and maybe that's what some people want to do, but I kind of do agree with her. I'd rather people spend their time being a little bit more active, but for the ones that don't and they can't, then that is an option for you. Remember, I said we're going to give you all of the different opportunities to take action, to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, make a difference, especially in your communities at every effort level. So from moving your finger to just clicking something, right, if that's all you want to do, then that's going to be there to becoming a little bit more active and being a part of any of these must follow groups, right? Groups, organization, people, um, companies that are going to be part of our take action toolkit, which we're working on here, putting together with all these different groups and amazing people. So you can have some really specific strategic items that you'll be able to reference quickly. And, um, or if you're going to be become a precinct committee man, which I'm a huge proponent of, uh, I, I joined a couple months ago, we had our meeting last week, which was, oh, my God, awesome, right? That's where I gave you all that information from Liz Harris about uh, her canvassing update. Oh, that kind of segues me into this uh, sound bite that I want to play for you. All right, it's 158, so I'm not going to go very long, um, but I do want to, um, oh, I'm jumping all over the place. I wasn't finished with what I was saying. And and I want to be, again, I want to make great use of your time. So uh, just back to the precinct committee mound, because it's important. Um, just here in district 23 I an mean LD 23 in, in uh, America corruption County, Arizona. Um, we've got about 200 spots left in our, on our legislative district. So uh, apparently this year we've filled like 800 spots, which is the, the most they've ever had. Uh, which is awesome. That means people are, are doing something. They're getting active. Remember the concept of the whole precinct committee man is the the infrastructure, of the way the system was designed. It was it's similar to how the founding fathers designed the uh, constitution. Where it actually makes like it makes sense, right? So it's one thing that they that they uh, <laughs> that they they put the the foundation, the fundamentals in there, and that's what the the precinct committee man structure is. So you, you can become a precinct committee man in Arizona, or at least in LD23 and in the mayor of Corruption County. It's very easy. Um, the information, go to the Take Action tab, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, go to Take Action tab, you'll see the page there for become a precinct committee man. If it's in mayor Corruption County, it's very, very easy. I gave specific information. If it's outside of our county, Corruption County, then there's a couple extra steps, and then there is the information if it's out of this state. I'm going to direct you over to Dan Schultz with the Precinct Project, and he's been on the show multiple times. That way you'll be able to we, uh, go to his site and then get the information on how it's done. But really, a lot of the times you don't have to get elected, depending on what time of the year it is or what year it is. It starts with an email or a phone call to who's in charge of that legislative district, like the chairperson in Arizona here, it's very, very easy. So as I'm saying that that is how you move, um, we then are obviously canvassing, knocking on doors, finding out what the constituents need, what their problems are, giving them information. And then when it comes time to vote, we're electing the people that are in the upflow in the system. So that way you can get rid of the people higher up, that are more of the, oh, I don't know, uh, elected elite or I know Republicans uh, with their ideology and uh, motives and agendas. So you can clean them out, you know, like uh, Ron McDaniel and uh, Kevin McCarthy and a majority of the people in elected office uh, in our uh, Congress. You know, you know, I'm not a big fan of most of them. There's a handful besides the notorious MTG that uh, I would kind of give us chance to make their case and uh, give them a little bit of credit. But really, she's the only one that I have a tremendous amount of respect for that I trust. Um, the rest of them, there's a few that I would, like I said, I let them make their case. But uh, most of them just uh, spineless, worthless, and they're part of the swampy swamp. Not looking out for you, not sticking up for you, have no use for you, the American people. Um, okay, well, 202. Let me cover anything else. Uh, I think I have. I have. Oh, I have some current things for breaking news. Bear with me one second. Uh, oh yeah, this is important. This is important. This is important. Let me do breaking news, and then I'm going to wrap it up uh, because I am going to the rally tonight. I'm headed over to the rally, the rally in Mesa, America First rally in Mesa with the notorious MTG Matt Gates. And um, Andy Biggs, I believe, is going to be there. Paul Kosar and a couple others that you will recognize. and I'm sure everybody who wants to be their friend and pretend that they're they're actually, uh, you know, America First Republicans, they will be there, trying to uh, be a part of the photo opportunity to say that they are, you know, they're riding those coattails. Because I believe in the first quarter, MTG raised something like five million dollars, which is the most person, unless <laughs> she raised the most money. You have anybody in, at least on the Republican side, could have been the Democrat side, too. So everybody wants to, uh, they want to be her friend when it comes to people that are sending money. Uh, but then, of course, they're not helping sponsor her bills or stick up for her in, and she's back in the swampy swamp. So, yeah, remember we talked about that yesterday's or Wednesday's episode, episode 213, which I made a special segment. So if you wanted to listen to her portion, you can. And that's on all the listening platforms, the homepage, you'll see it. Um, for those people, um, uh, what was they saying? Oh, yeah. All we had mentioned that she has a couple of really great bills for legislation that are really well written, and she's having issues, she's having trouble with Republicans getting on board. And then, of course, you, probably most of you have already heard that she was going to vote no on that uh, fake insurrection, January sixth. Um, what do they call it? Not a hearing. Oh, like, you know, like a, a, a ridiculous investigative group, you know, like they did the Mueller investigation. I can't think about it. It doesn't matter. But you know what I'm talking about? They um, she said, no, because what it's going to do is just going to stir up the messaging and agenda and give an excuse to constantly say how the Trump supporters are all insurrectionists and they're racist and they're. They're white supremacists, and you know. Keep in mind, the only person that got shot was an unarmed woman who was a veteran by a Capitol Police person. I'm assuming it's a man. I say person because apparently you can't use man or woman anymore. You gotta cover them a person. That uh, nobody knows who the person is, and they don't know why they shot her. She was unarmed. So that's the only person that got shot. And that was the only gun that they uh, seemed to be having a I uh, well, I don't know uh, in the pictures, other than that, like the full-on, you know, uh, troops that came in. You know what I mean, like the you know the, the Capitol Police or whatever, whatever uh, military you know, entourage that came in. But none of the people that were there, you know, these quote-unquote erectionists, insurrectionists. What did I say? I said in in. I think I said like a erection. <laughs> oh, that is not where my head is. So I don't know where, I don't know where that one came from. But anyway, they, um they passed that. There was 35 rhino uh, spineless Republicans that joined on and said that they thought that'd be a good idea too. That would be a good idea if you actually had the right people that were uh, in the part of doing the investigation. But, Again, it doesn't really if you think about it, why are you going to have an investigation Which the people that actually have all the information are the ones who want the investigation? right? So if the Capitol Police are involved and. Um, the people in charge of the Capitol Police are the people in Congress. So the information that they need would be from the Capitol Police and all the other, say, entities. But they're in charge of them, so why do you need this big investigation? I mean, I don't know. I don't. What are they investigating? They're not going to investigate the truth and what really happened, because nobody that's going to be on this commission is, uh, is is wanting to talk about that. I mean, I, I guarantee you, nobody there would ever bring up the multiple articles that Dan that uh, Darren Beatty has written in the Revolver, which you might want to check that out if you go to. Right back to the website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Take action, Tam. You will see patriotic media, all kinds of alternative media that Dr. Pam Popper was talking about that are actually people are paying attention. You know, there's publications and and, and, and their shows and things like that. Most of the shows are, the shows are also on the must-listen-to page, right? But if you go to the patriotic media, you'll see all of them there. That's who you click on to get your message. You get your information, get your facts. So he's written some incredible and then broke some great stories about the facts behind all of that on the 6th, which is nothing theory. It's the complete opposite of what you're hearing uh, on on the mainstream and coming out of these politicians' mouths. So that's the part that I find interesting that they want to have an investigation when they're the ones holding all the information. What what are they going to investigate? They're going to go and dig deeper into the one, uh, you know, the one grandma who happened to be, Going to the grocery store (laughs) outside of D.C. on the 6th because uh, she had nothing. She wasn't even in the area, but they want to, you know, pull in bodies. And then, of course, Notorious MTG did mention that there's another 100 people that they're going to be arresting. And then they put these people in prison in solitary confinement. And then, of course, maybe they were being charged with trespassing. So insurrection and trespassing. And most of them just walked in. Uh, It's just just, they're stirring the pot because they want the message back, the agenda, so they can vilify anybody who's a Trump supporter, anybody who loves this country, anybody who loves God, and the whole entourage of other things that we talk about on this platform all the time. So anyway, I'm going to bring that to your attention. Uh, I got to do my breaking news, and then I got to I'm going to play that soundbite, and I got to wrap it up. Breaking news! I just I just love that music. I hope you enjoy it because it really it's just funny to me. So uh, number four, number four, we were talking the other day about the recall Rusty Bowers. Recall Rusty Bowers, and uh, Mike Lindell and Sidney Powell have joined America Restored to make this recall happen. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention. That this is just not one or two groups that are coming together there's a many many people that are supporting this that are getting the word out that we need to get these signatures right there's 30,000 total that need to be that need to be signed that's legislative district 25 which is the Mesa area so um if you live there then we need your support we need you get the we need you get a petition and sign it. and if you want to help volunteer to get signatures that would be awesome we need more boots on the ground um, this Saturday and Sunday, they're having a recall rally in Mesa to gather signatures and recruit volunteers. They've got a, uh, the timeout bar and grill that's in Mesa has decided to just kind of open their doors to be the central location, the central meeting spot for everybody to go there uh, during, well, it's pretty much any time that it's open every day during the week and you can go sign a petition and you can get petitions or they'll tell you where you can go, or you can go to their website for America's restored and they, you can uh, sign up and everything's free. Everything's free. Um, I mean the signing up and stuff is free. And then if you want, you can go print out, you get a code, you go to FedEx and you can print out the petitions too and get them signed. So I put all that information on the Arizona recall page at the take action tab, everything home, or resource Or you could always go to uh, recall Bowers and that's recall Bowers, B-O-W-E-R-S.com. And on the website, it will list the times and dates of when they're going to be having events at this location. Um, and when you, the time specific times, when you can go there, pick up the, 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 um, the petitions. And then when somebody people will be there, so they're going to use that. They're going to do a hashtag so you can keep track. And then once you put in that hashtag, it tells you this. But everything's always going to be on that website so you know where to go, what to do. So anybody that's listening, again, it's LD25, trying to recall Rusty Bowers, who is the Speaker of the House. And, you know, he's done many, many things. He's uh, Just so that you have an idea, all of the the laundry list of things he's done is on that website. But one of them was just he said it didn't really matter uh, what – you know, he didn't recall the, he didn't want to have the electors here in Arizona uh, recalled, even though that there might have been fraud. And even he said, even if there is evidence, then I'm still going to stick with it and just let it go and not worry about it. And then one of the big ones, this one's kind of sick. Um, I have to pull it up. So I want to give you the specific language, but the gist was he was in favor. It was a bill that came across that said after five years, uh, pedophiles and uh, sex offenders and things like that, they can apply to have their names taken off the list. And he thought that would be a great idea. So he was in favor of that. Um, that's just sick. And Of course, they use the excuse, oh, well, you know, the guys were maybe 18 and the girl was 16. No, no, no. I mean, we've talked about this before. That's not what it was about. You're talking pedophilia. You're talking human trafficking. You're talking sex trafficking. Because he's protecting his friends, but anyway, that's kind of the bad guy that he is. Also, there's there's a lot of lacking when it comes to morals and values. And yeah, I've talked to a, quite a few people um that were sharing some stories, and they all used the same words, and immoral kept coming up. So it's not just that he that he voted for a bill or voted against a bill. It's much deeper than that. I've never been a fan, but. What do I know, right? Okay, Uh, that was number four. Number five. Oh, this is so important, okay? Today we were talking, uh, we didn't really jump into the the non-vaccines, right? Remember, it's not a a vaccine, but an experimental biological agent with mRNA technology tracking devices, operating systems, and fetal tissue from aborted babies. Yes, the dead babies would be in your arm. So I highly encourage you not to take it. But this is important. So yesterday I watched these two videos. They were... Very eye opening. You know, I mean, I'm in this I'm putting my head and poking my head and listening to this stuff all the time. This is different. This is different. So you, you want to talk about truth bombs? And like, I rewound both of them quite a few times where I was taking some notes. And I'm just like, did she just say that? And uh, it was just a whole other layer of what's going on with these fake vaccines and the uh, COVID political propaganda pandemic was the health ranger. I told you this guy has great guests on for his, um, his interview segments. He does his, his own thing with the podcast, but a lot of the times he'll have some guests on. So with Dr. Lee Merritt and Dr. Christian Northrup, they're part of that pack. You know, this pack of doctors that I was mentioning that uh, Dr. Pam Popper is included in them. And so is Dr. Larry Pilevsky who was on the other day, share 10 pennies part of that. Um, who else did I, uh, I know I was rattling them off to you guys earlier, but anyway, that's, that that's, uh, Dr. Lee Merritt—it was—it's recent ones, so to just go in the past couple of days, and you'll see it. Lee Merritt and Christian Northrup. So what I learned was because you are hearing about this shedding, and I wasn't like, and what are they talking about this shedding? But it's worse than that. These non-vaccines, right? They're self disseminating and they're self-spreading, which means that they—and this is the way they were designed—and it's not a uh, uh, these either Dr. Lee Merritt or Christian Northrup were kind of just putting that together. It's actually in the documents that they were going to create this type of a uh, non-vaccine. Okay. So they, um, they can, the, so once you have this in your system, right, this non-vaccine, they take that shot and they stick whatever's in that syringe into you. Now what can happen is the, the bodies, the people's human bodies can transmit what's lying, what's in that syringe, which was in their body. By touching or close contact to another person. So that's, it's, it's like it's jumping from person to person. And they're they're backing this up with information because she was giving multiple examples on the, in the interview, which that's when you're going to go, oh my God, this is some scary stuff. So they were saying, you know, that they're, and the things that all were in common was that they were. The the only thing that they all had in common were the people that had gotten these symptoms of what the the, the, the after effects or the adverse reactions to this non-vaccine. It was they were they were around people that were vaccinated. And you're talking about like even uh, when Dr. Christiane Northrup, she was talking about um, all these women where they're having multiple miscarriages and uh, these fertility clinics, same things are happening, but it's tons and tons of patients. Or like some lady, something happened where her, like, I don't want to say her uterus fell out, but it was something like, just like the lying disappeared. I mean, just crazy. And like little kids were all of a sudden, I mean, they're talking about massive amounts of bleeding and it's just, well, not little kids because the little kids haven't gotten it yet, but people that should not be having these issues are having them um, all all kinds or or, or, all kinds of adverse reactions, but it's primarily, it's targeting the women in their reproductive systems. And both doctors commented on that, saying, you know, this is by design. They, they designed it so that they can, uh, you know, it's all about eugenics. It's about reducing the population and getting rid of people and then not having people being able to reproduce. Which, when I heard, you know what the scary thing is, is when I heard, when I said the breaking news about um, them having these bizarre hysterectomy sur- surgeries and they shut down that illegal alien uh facility um when i said that this morning i'm like oh that's kind of interesting hysterectomy what is this? I'm like hmm that uh sounds like reproductive system so i you know just very just weird just weird well and again there's no such thing as coincidences and there's no such thing as conspiracy theories so this is you know these two doctors facts information about the information that Chris, dr christian northrup shared um uh, well, both of them, but Christiane really talked more about from the OBGYN side, because that's what kind of a doctor she is. And it was just unbelievable. Um, she went to detail and, and explained that the, R, the mRNA, which is this, you know, it's in this non-vaccine, because that's the technology. Remember, when I say it's not a vaccine, and of course, it's experimental 217, so I'm watching on the clock. The non-vaccine um, has the mRNA technology. A normal vaccine has some of the actual virus in it so that your body... Fights it when uh, and builds the antibody so that when you do get exposed to the vaccine or exposed to the virus, it can fight it already. This does not. These have new. This new. Well, it's not new. It's been around, but they weren't able to get it approved because when they they passed, they were doing all the testing with these ferrets. All the ferrets died, so they could never get it approved by the FDA. So they ended up getting it approved under emergency use authorization, right, which apparently they approve everything during that. So then that's why it's now there and it's experimental. So you are the guinea pig who are the lab experimental, like the lab rat, the experimentals. Uh, And Dr. Northrup even said, she goes, well, we got COVID so they can give the inoculation. That shot of the mRNA. Here's what the mRNA programs your body to produce the spike protein, which is what is injuring people and causing all these adverse reactions. So it it is just filling your body up with all kinds of spike protein by this technology. Plus, it's a whole lot of other stuff, but that's the gist of it. Um, Yeah. So I highly recommend those videos. Check them out. You will learn a lot. And uh, if that doesn't change your mind, I'd be out what you should be doing with the vaccine, especially with your kids. Oh, we were talking about with Dr. Pam Popper today. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. We're giving you a lot of information on this show and bringing you a lot of experts. Oh, I just hope that uh, people are paying attention, telling their friend, family and friends, and then making the smart decisions uh, for many, many things in your life. You can always go to the must-listen-to page, Take Action Tim, right? Everything's at the Take Action temp. And you will see Mike Adams, the health ranger, his graphic there, click on that, it'll take you to his show. That way you don't have to remember all these websites and things like that. Just uh, look at people's faces or their logos or the write up that I put on there on these graphics. Everything's just clicking, clicking, clicking. Um, number six, and this is uh, this might be new to some people. More people have died from the COVID and non-vaccines than all the other vaccines ever made in the history of being made. And keep in mind, that's the reported deaths on the CDC's VARES system, which we know is only approximately 1% of all of the incidences. So again, more people have died from the COVID non-vaccine than all other vaccines combined in the history of making the vaccines available on the market. And as we mentioned the other day, remember the, uh, the uh, Brandon House over at Worldwide View. He's over on Frank's Speech, too, Frank's Speech, Mike Lindell's platform. They, um, He showed that segment from Mike Wallace back in 1979 talking about the swine flu and the issues that they were having in 76, and they were using the same narrative. They were pushing the same thing. Meanwhile, like a small portion of the people actually got it, and, the, you know, they blew up. Blew up. They, uh, uh, oh, I don't want to say, uh, they over... They overdid and exploited the, the one death that did happen. And they, had a, they did a vaccine, right? They did a vaccine. And as soon as they hit 50 people dying, they took it off the market. And we're at nine, over 9,000. That uh, Keep in mind, that's still what they actually admitted to, even though a lot of these adverse actions that are happening, like somebody has a stroke, but it was because of this. So it's, it's really a lot more than that. But anyway. And then, of course, uh, what Dr. Pam Popper discussed today, the lawsuit that they had filed, um, that was the uh, temporary restraining order against the use of COVID-19 vaccine. Remember, not a vaccine, so uh, in children. So I believe that 16 and under is to get that uh, that TRO, that temporary restraining order. So uh, you need to definitely check out her organization, Make Americans Free Again. It's under guess where I'm going to take action Tim and it's uh must follow groups. We're going to add them along as a platinum partner. I'm going to get involved here with the Arizona groups, going to bring some more bodies. And then I uh, will get much more involved with them to promote it on the show so that you can get involved there too. start your own Thursday group. What a great lady. What a great lady. All right. Um, since i kind of want to just bring everything together that we talked about, especially with Dr. Pam Popper and the stuff that I've been rambling and um What time? 222. I'm going to play this and then I'm, 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 uh, I gotta go, uh, I gotta, gotta jump off, gotta jump off. So I wanted to play this, I heard this a couple times today. So I thought it would be important to share just because it talks about the Arizona audit and basically it's the, uh, what, Joe? God, this guy's a piece of work. Joe Scarborough, he had a meltdown today. He's been having meltdowns, right, because he doesn't like the audit. He doesn't like the truth. He thinks everybody who thinks that there was thinks. There's no thinking about what happened with the election fraud. There's so much information out there uh, that's factual. that There's no denying it. It's just a matter of which category would you like to focus on, and then we'll give you some hardcore facts because you've got – the uh, attorney Matt uh Matt deperno, all the stuff that he has found. And you've got Doctor uh Dr. Frank, which was the professor from Ohio. Uh and not to mention all of the information that we learned from Maria Zach over at um that she delivered about everything that was happening in Italy, saying that they came at it from all directions, at all the different individual states, the state legislature. The one you can read in the Navarro Devar- report. He did one. He broke it down in each state and told you exactly the amounts of votes that went in each category. Um, you've got all the movies or the documentaries from Mike Lindell. He's got three of them that are out. He's coming out with the next one. So if you haven't seen Absolute Proof, Absolute Interference, and um, the other one that they did. Absolute proof interference. I can't remember the other one. Um, that's all on our website on listen or the must watch page, and um, the groups are there. We're adding more to that. And there's an election fraud page. I just haven't updated in a while, but that's where is the uh, Peter Navarro link to go see each state broken down. Um, not to mention the the laws that were passed that were unconstitutional. The 400 million from uh, that little worm, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, and of course, what we're finding issues here with the audit, with the machines, with the individual cities and the counties, and as I mentioned, just the example alone of Liz Harris, she was doing her own canvassing, um, and she gave the statistics of one-third were dead people, one-third lived in basically PL boxes and vacant lots, and the other third got multiple ballots, um, so yeah, and she's turned that information over to the mayor, mayor corruption county attorneys and they've been sitting on it for two months so that's just that was just an example of canvassing before the audit even started so can you imagine what's going to come out when they start canvassing have a problem it's probably, it'll probably be the same pattern probably be the same that's the thing there's, there's algorithms and patterns and the numbers and the patterns are the same in all the states that how you had to do this so oh and, and you know it's interesting because you get um Dr. Popper brought up Dr. Shiva, right? Dr. Shiva, he is part of the Mike Lindell's uh, documentary. So you'll see him on there. He was running for Senate up in Massachusetts, which what she was talking about when she was mentioning, they do have some good judges still left. And his lawsuit is moving forward. He actually did get a couple good wins on his behalf because he He's one of those smart doctors that's also an attorney, which is also like a mathematician and I know, whatever. This guy is like, uh, you know, like really, really smart, but he's awesome to watch because he can really explain things like Dr. Pam Popper does, you know, makes those complicated things for those really smart people. They, uh, you know, they know all that stuff. And then you can dummy it down so the rest of us can understand, but then still make it entertaining like uh, during their interviews. But anyway, he, um, he figured it out for himself. And he represented himself so he keeps winning and he's like a full-on doctor he just you know like the ones like uh, dr Simonko they just they're so smart that they're like all right I, I already went to medical school but it's gonna be easy i'll just pick up a, a law degree in case i ever need it but they never really had to practice law but anyway he same kind of thing maybe they have like a dual degree where you get both at the same time <laughs> anyway those people way too smart and so he represented himself in these cases and he keeps winning because he couldn't find anyone to do it for him. But he figured out what the problem was because he was just playing with the math and he was looking at the numbers and he was looking at the different cities and the different counties and the different, like the jurisdictions or the districts. And he was like, there's a pattern here.
5: Uh-huh. There's a pattern.
0: So anybody that says there is no election fraud, they are either in denial or they're part of the 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 problem, Right. So that's what it's come down to at this point. So if you're talking about these different companies, if you're seeing uh, you're seeing politicians, you're seeing judges, you're seeing talking heads like this uh, Mr. Joe Scarborough and that Inca Vinka, whatever her name is, the the, the wife that's been a wife for like an hour and a half, you know. I can only imagine how that whole one thing went down. They worked here all these years. They both were married. All of a sudden they both get divorced and all of a sudden they could both get married. I think there was some overlapping there. Overlapping. Yeah. Uh, virtue. Yeah. Hello. Righteous. Right. Whatever. So um. anyway, any any of these people in, in in positions where, you know, you've got the whole fraud sheet team where their hands are so dirty and all of this. And then the uh, just the all of the different entities that have ruined the medical industry. You know, that's what Dr. Pam Popper was giving those examples today. So anybody that doesn't doesn't think that there was fraud, that there was some real shenanigans, they're either compromised or they're corrupt. Or, I mean, I, I can't imagine at this point they just don't know, I haven't heard any of these facts. So I can't imagine there's not one person that, you know, I've never heard anything. Uh, I never heard any of that. Like that I have a hard time dealing. So it's one of the two: you're corrupt, or you are compromised. Meaning, you, you you're you're playing into it for whatever reason. Or definitely that's corrupt too. Or well, yeah, either way it's bad. So this guy, okay. So I'm gonna play you. It's four minutes, and then I'm gonna end it because I it's two two twenty nine, and I gotta go. And I know that. There's no reason to listen to me ramble. Um, You got to go. You got things to do. You got to go to Make Americans Free again and sign up for them, or you can go on the must follow page and get signed up, see what they're actually doing, get involved. You got to go grow your business, go enhance the quality of your life, go listen to past episodes, make a difference. There's lots that you can be doing. I'd rather have you listening to new episodes than me rambling on this one. So I'm going to wrap it up, but I need you to hear this because this is the insanity of the people who uh hate you hate me hate the truth and just want the world to be like it was before we all started to have our own little great awakening journey just to see how corrupt and evil and a bunch of liars that all of these people are those 13 bigs that are all in this category together they're just popping out lies and then trying to demoralize and trying to just constantly berate us and act like we're the bad guys because and there's I mean, what he says doesn't even make any sense. He just kind of goes all over the board yelling and screaming like, yeah, there's something wrong with him. Yeah, like something major really wrong. And um, this is what they think about you. This is what they feel. So, again, don't give any of these Republican groups any money. If you want to give money to a group, you give money to a group like Make Americans Free Again. Don't give it to any. You're going to give money to any group that is anything political. You give it directly to the candidate. Or you give it to groups like Make Americans Free Again. You give it to groups like America Restored. Those are the groups that you make donations to. None of these political packs, these groups, things like that. Don't. Don't do that. And of course, don't give any money to the GOP. Don't give any money to the Republican Party. You give it directly to a candidate that you know, that you have vetted. You could say, this guy, this gal, she is going to stick up for me. She's going to stand up for me. She's kind of like, she reminds me of a mini MTG. Otherwise, don't bother. No, don't bother, because it's just more of the same. And again, like, um, like the good doctor today said, well, you got to stop complying. She said, you can't comply, and then expect me to fix your problem. you got to stop complying. She said, if we all would have stopped complying, I've been talking about this for months, then this thing would have been over a long time ago. Yeah. <sighs> There's enough facts out there. Masks, bad. Non-vaccines, bad. Lockdowns, bad. Closing business, very bad. No, everything that they tell you just bad, so you know the opposite's true. All right, so listen to this. This ass, this is beyond oh, ass is being too kind. Listen to this. Uh, this is Joe's meltdown today, this morning. Like this guy needs. Let me check him in. But this is how they all feel, right? So they're just trying to make anybody that likes Trump, anyone that's patriotic. They're trying to make us as the uh, the evil villain. No, we're nuts. Oh no no no. There's way so much information and uh, I have an election fraud page, and then um, must watch videos. So that'll get you, that'll get you going. I might clean that up this weekend too. So listen to this.
2: Outrage. I mean, I mean this election audit in Arizona has come under intense scrutiny because it used a company that had a CEO that actually endorsed all these false claims that the election was stolen. And Willie, really, now that, that, that these machines have been placed into a conspiracy theorist's hand and a guy who is a grifter and has been a grifter, it, it would be irresponsible and reckless for Maricopa County to do anything else but get, get completely new machines. Like this grift is going to cost them millions and millions of dollars if, for elections to come because they they haven't had custody. Yeah of these machines they weren't allowed to stay within sight of these machines so there's not a responsible uh, election official not a a supervisor of elections that would say oh yeah i'm gonna let you take my machines that always stay locked up in my facilities you just take them out and play with them and, and do your conspiracy theories and then bring them back to me and then we'll just run 2022 like that never happened no it doesn't work that way Uh, This is outrageous, Uh, there are other states that are now talking about following this conspiracy theory path and somebody, it's not going to be Donald Trump, somebody in the Republican Party that actually gives a damn about American democracy needs to step up and tell them to stop these audits. I'll just say throw dirt all over everything that symbol represents and you do it every day and this is january 6th they, you do it every this is not about joe biden this stopped being about joe biden a long time ago this is about you this is about you playing in to what every one of our enemies wants you to play into that american democracy is not worth being trusted that american democracy is no different than russia If you believe that, I will say to you what many of you said in the 1960s, America, love it or leave it. If you don't have respect in American democracy anymore, if you don't respect Madisonian checks and balances, if your guy doesn't win, if that's the new rules of engagement for this great republic, then just leave our country. Because you're unworthy of it, and there are millions of immigrants who will come here and raise their right hand and buy into the creed and believe that we are exceptional, that believe American democracy is the greatest government on the face of the earth, and they will do it proudly. They will salute the flag proudly, and most importantly, they will fight for what that flag represents. Will you shame yourself. Well, you disgrace yourself? While you disgrace our country in the eyes of the world? Yes, this is all on you. Get the facts, live in the light, follow the truth and love this country and stop this or leave, or leave. If you're going to believe a reality TV show hosts lies about the American Republic is desecration of American exceptionalism, then just get the hell out. We don't want you here. That's all I got to say. You
1: couldn't have said it better. Well, thank you. No, I really appreciate that.
0: yeah, that's how they, they feel. And it was 100% wrong. You know, what? if you notice, he said checks and balances. Oh, we didn't have checks and balances. Okay, so he doesn't know what he's talking about there. And then he mentioned that we have a great republic, uh, which we do, but the people that are running it right now are the ones that are corrupt, that are causing the problems. They're not running it the way it should be run. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had uh, Stacey Abrams getting that side deal done illegally against the Constitution of the state of Georgia. And changing the laws, or the laws being changed in other states—that's not—it's that's not legal. So how is that? How is that okay? And then she, he mentioned something about that. Well, you know, if you guys leave, uh, I'm assuming he's talking about me and you. Um, then we have a bunch of immigrants, and we'll come here. No, they're already coming. They're illegal aliens. They're already coming. So um, oh, uh, I'm not quite sure when he mentioned that because they're already—they're here. There's already uh, a couple hundred thousand that have come here already. Uh, I heard like 500,000 already. That's only the ones that they've caught um, coming across. We imagine I may have just squirreled across. So I'm not quite sure why he brought that up. And then he said, we have the greatest government on the face of the earth. Notice how he said government. He didn't say greatest country. He didn't have, uh, he said greatest government. We don't have the greatest government. The government's the problem. I, I, maybe he would like to reference what Ronald Reagan said. Uh, You know, the nine most dangerous words I'm here from the government and I'm here to help. Something along those lines. And then he said government. I don't remember the exact one, but it was the the other quote that uh, government isn't the solution. Government is the problem. I'm going to look that one up. Um, But you know what I mean? You know which one I'm talking about. So the fact that he even said greatest government on the face of the earth just goes to show you where his brain is, where he thinks has nothing to do with the government. The infrastructure that the founding fathers did was great. We have long veered from that. And the people that are running it are the problem. People like him with his loud ass mouth spewing lies. That's probably why MS, and he's the problem. He is the problem. Uh, because what he said wasn't true. And uh, I think he made it quite clear. Greatest government. We're not the greatest government. We're the greatest country. But right now we're not the greatest. We were. Uh, we need to get back on track. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up. I am going to wrap it up. Oh, yeah. 238. So it is time to renew our faith, restore our republic, rebuild our economy, reopen America 100%. Dr. Pam Popper's leading the way. And once you commit, everything changes in every aspect of your life. They don't have to say, don't be a mask anymore. Well, for those of you that are wearing them, I don't, yeah, you got to stop. You got to stop. There's no conspiracies and there are no coincidences. Quite a few of them we're talking about today. Want to keep your common sense cap on and try to leave it on all day. Try to sleep in them. And remember that courage, conviction, and common sense are contagious. So it's time. It's time to make a step. It's time to move forward. It's time to focus and figure out what it is that you are willing to do in order to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your community. Remember that those who stand for nothing fall for everything. You need to make a decision. You need to decide, what am I going to stand for? What do I stand for? And what actions am I willing to take away from my normal daily routine so I can do something to take action? Uh, you know, These Thursday groups, you're doing networking with other businesses. So I have a feeling you would pick up some business from some like-minded people. So you're you know, killing two birds with one stone, which I don't know why they keep beating up on the bird. Poor bird. I getting killed by these flying stones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll get you more on that. I'll get you more on that, but you can go check it out. It's on the uh, must follow page and make Americans free again. I'm going to get very active in that i help help, help help that grow, especially here in Arizona. So a special thank you to all the partners of the Everything Home Social, Conscious like Referral Network, their information, their episodes, and their shows are listed on our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Check out the Purpose Driven Partners page. That has all of the episodes. We're at uh, 156 partners with 369 live segments of this show, and then 130 uh, one-on-one podcasts that you might want to tune into. And, of course, there's special segments to so any of these uh, great – Soapbox partner, uh, patriotic soapbox, shotgun riders. I try to put those into a special segment. So there's even more to listen to, even more to listen to. And um, let's see what else. The live tab. Make sure you go to the live events page. There's tons of information there on what's going on here locally. There's an Arizona page, but there's also a lot of events nationwide that I'm adding there. There's a virtual event, a health one coming up next week. So check that out on the virtual page. Uh, and just scroll through on that Take Action tab and with all the different pages to see what it is that you want to do. And, of course, always check out our partner, platinum, 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 Partner platinum platinum, 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 Partners. Way too many P's. Way too many P's. All right, everybody. Monday, another five guests, seven-minute segments. And my special guest for the uh, Patriot Soapbox is Dr. Cordy Williams, the megaphone marine. He's actually really cool. His organization, the 1776 Forever um, Freedom Project, really cool guy. He's very entertaining. You're gonna love that segment. And then uh, Wednesday, I, I, we're, we're finalizing it, but it sounds like it's gonna, it's gonna be Dog, it's gonna be Charlene Bollinger with the Truth About Cancer. And then on Friday, Marissa, Hooray, oh, Melissa, Melissa, Hooray, the Executive Director over at the Lindell Recovery Network. I believe that is on Friday. Um, we're lining up some more great partners and guests for you. So. You can get all this information, changes your life, promise, promise, promise. So tune in Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific time for another nooner with me. You're going to have some great information that happened over the weekend. So be prepared. But in the meantime, go ahead, share this show, share this platform with your friends and family. Encourage them to get involved with the community they can like and follow us on all the social media platforms and rate and review the show. Sign up for the newsletter so that they get bypassed by all the censorship. They don't have to worry about that. And, of course, we just encourage everybody to become part of this. Check out all the different groups that we're working with and um, get involved. Can't say you didn't know where to go. Can't say you didn't know where all the info was. All right here, everything home, resource making it easy for you to find the messages from that matter from the people you need to know about and be able to change your life, change your life for the better in every single category, it's all there on the website. All right. We're awake. Yes, I think so. We're all fired up. Go take action. Well, we shared if you can head down to Mesa today. Make sure you get your tickets. If you're going to go down there, the event starts at 630. That's down in Mesa, America First Rally with the notorious Congresswoman MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Congressman Matt Gaetz, Paul Gosar, Andy Biggs, and a bunch of other people. I'll be headed down there in a little while. So uh, come join us, free tickets, at live events page, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. And, of course, we've got another event on Saturday and another one on Tuesday here other ones nationwide. So go make it a great day, make it a great weekend, pick out that pen and paper, put on that common sense cap, listen to a couple of these episodes, figure out what you want to do, what you stand for and what are you going to do to make not only your life better, but your community and your business. Uh, Start with the all-star episodes. You'll see that page under the take action tab. Then uh, go to the purpose-driven partners page and you'll see all of those episodes, those live segments, and just start looking at the categories. You could do this. Make it fun. All right. You know what we're going to play. Got to play my God Bless America song, and then we are done. We're going to go end the show. So thanks for listening, everybody. I really appreciate the support, and please share with your friends and family. We can do this if we all join together. And I'm bringing everybody together as much as I can. I'm going to bring in more groups, and we're going to make them all work together. That's how we do this. That's how we do this. And stop complying. Dr. Pam Popper says she can't help you. You keep complying. to so don't complying. Complying and lying. And then, complying, lying, Joe Biden. <laughs> I <It's> a this stretch. <laughs> I right, mean, have,
5: have a great weekend. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her good today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA
4: You've been listening to Everything Home with Michelle Swinnick Life
6: plus.